You're in my world now. Welcome back to Kind of Funny's Transformers in Review. That's right. We're ranking, reviewing, and recapping every single Transformers movie. Of course, I'm Tim Geddes, and I am joined by the Nitro Rifle himself, Andy Cortez. Great afternoon, everybody. It's Christmas in June, Joey Noel. I've been on a roller coaster with this series. First, I was like, I'm not on Transformers in Review. I don't have to see it. Then you were like, you are on Transformers in Review. You have to see it. I was like, shoot. How did I forget that? Then you came back. You're actually weren't on Transformers and you, you just watched these of your own will. Yeah. And now I'm here and I've watched more of my own will. Pandemic did a lot of stuff to it. <laughs> we, we also have the producer slash producer, uh, Nick Scarpino. Hello, Tim. <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it. But yeah, Joey, this was back in the, the early pandemic days when you were living with me. Yeah. And uh, we were watching, this was back when we did two interviews a week, like crazy people. We were watching everything. We are watching everything. And we're like, let's do the Transformers just in case a new one ends up coming out at some point. So we start making our way through and Joey's like, you know what? I'm going to join you and G when you guys watch these movies. So I assumed she was on in review, uh, but now you have you've made it, you've graduated. Welcome to this Thank you. illustrious, glorious show. You're part of the Transform Us. Oh wow, oh. that's pretty good, Nick. I mean, that's the caliber of jokes we can expect. From you're following that up, Transformer series. You're you're following up that with your really good sound effect, like. The little transform dude. Again. I mean, I have it on good authority that audio <laughs> listeners were like, "Is there a Transformers in my car?" Right. That now? may be the best impression you've ever done. <laughs> Thank you. Of anything. Yeah, that's ever. saying something. Uh, yeah, yeah, there is. Yeah. <laughs> of course, this is kind of funny's in review, where each and every week we get together to rank, review, and recap different movie franchises. Um, I cannot stress enough that this is the wildest summer movies have ever seen. If you're a fan of franchises, it's your it's the time of your life right now. Um, we're going to be reacting to all of the different things next week. Uh, we have the Flash. Actually, that's not even true. We're going to do a little fun bonus thing. You're getting two interviews this week. Transformers now, and then on Friday, we're going to be posting uh, The Flash for everybody. Uh, there won't be an in-review posting next week, but then when we return, Pixar's Elemental, uh, followed by Indiana Jones 5. I always forget the name of it. Dial, Dial of Destiny. Of Destiny. Dial of Destiny, um, and a whole bunch of other stuff, so get hyped for that. I know a lot of you are really looking forward to our thoughts on The Flash, so we will get you those in a timely, timely fashion. Got to move fast. Um, you can watch all that on YouTube. I feel like my nose is about to bleed. Yeah. Yeah, you, you seem like you're kind of going through it right now. Yeah. So I'll take it from here, Tim. Thank you. Uh, do you want a Gonzo for Gordo shirt? It's uh, The time is now, everybody. Make your voices heard. Am I going to go blue and suddenly make a shirt design without anybody's approval and just post it, figure out the login info for our new kindoffunny.com slash store website? I might. And I might post a really quickly, crudely made shirt design for Gonzo for Gordo all you Batman and Review fans know what, know what we're talking about. Can it look like this hideous Nathan For You shirt that you have on right now? No, it's going to look even worse. <laughs> okay, that's not possible. <laughs> that is not possible. <sighs> so like I said, YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny is where you could watch this. You could listen on podcast services around the globe. Just search for Kind of Funny in Review, and we'll be right there for you. If you want to get the show ad-free and watch live as we record it, Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny is where you want to be, just like our Patreon producer, Nathan Lamoth. Uh, today we're brought to you by Honey Rock money and remember you can go to amazon.com slash summer game fest all summer long to discover the top new and upcoming games <laughs> thank you kevin thank you. we'll terrible. talk about that later it's terrible <laughs> why is it terrible it's great it's great i'm at the show uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> i think you're on fire today He's on fire, everybody. Today, we're talking about Transformers Rise of the Beast. Remember, this is completely spoiler. So if you care about spoilers, there's, there's 
At least one thing that's a big spoiler There's for the a movie. a singular thing to spoil. Um, you might want to go away uh, and come back later. Transformers Rise of the Beast has a runtime of two hours and seven minutes. Uh, released on June 9th, 2023. Directed by Stephen Cappell Jr., an American film director, producer, and screenwriter. Uh, he was named one of Forbes 30 Under 30 a couple years ago. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, brethren. Uh-huh. Exactly. <laughs> uh, he directed Creed 2. That's the big thing. Oh. Um, and then he directed this. So What a bummer. Yeah. Uh, music bummer. was done by Jognik Bonteps, also known as JB, uh, an American composer and musician who's worked on over 50 projects in film and recently the video game. Guess, Andy. Wow. Def Jam. Def Jam. Redfall. Redfall. Oh, what I was wow. For Makes sense. Um, wow. What a... I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I didn't talk shit about the music in this one. I thought it was decent overall. A lot of it was just kind of using old themes from uh, Steve Jablowski, who did the the Michael Bay movies. And when they hit those themes, I was like, let's go. They tried to do a couple throwbacks to the the '80s movie, and they like used some of the Unicron theme and stuff. But in my opinion, it was it was more of a a mimic than a than a nailing it. And that wasn't me like shit talking the music or anything. That's just more of a Redfall and this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, budget of $195 million, and uh, obviously, box office, we don't have full numbers yet because it's not even out yet in, in most places, but it's trending towards $155 million at the worldwide box office for its opening window, um, which is huh. extremely impressive. <laughs> Somehow. That's they will so succeed. Much money. It's a lot of money, Joe. Wait, is, is that more money than uh, Top Gun Maverick did opening weekend? I don't know. And again, opening frame. What's that exactly mean? Yeah, there's Who no way that's opening exactly weekend. Exactly knows. Yeah. Uh, the, the box office is in disarray right now. Things are going wild. Well, here's, um, I guess the other thing is, got a short window with mm-hmm. the flash coming out so they got to get everything they can exactly that's pretty much every movie happening right now um but anyway that's the whole rigmarole i want to start with one nicholas scarpino what did you think about transformers rise of the beasts i thought it was very fine i thought it was a, if you like transformers movies and you want to see something kind of crazy on screen you get a lot of decent action with them it's very forgettable um i, I remember scenes from bumblebee i do not think i'm going to remember anything from this uh, specifically, but I did think it, it was highlighted by a couple cool action sequences that basically, like the, la- the third act on, I was like, this is pretty cool. There's a couple moments where that we'll get to uh, that that mirror Iron Man. I'm like, all right, I'm popping for some of this stuff. But ultimately, as a as a as a Transformers fans of the '80s, this is not necessarily what I would want out of a Transformers movie. It just feels like we're we're kind of we're, we got to get the next Transformers movie out. Having said that, very competently directed. Uh, uh, and and I think I would take this any day over any of the Michael Bay movies. So there you go. Joe. Um, it's not the worst Transformers movie I've ever watched because we've watched some real not great ones. Um, but I, I we were talking a little bit earlier and I do think that like it kind of gets the mark of death, which is that it's totally forgettable. Like there's nothing in this that sticks out. The performances are like pretty man like there's just nothing about it that i will ever probably think about except for maybe the one cool thing that happens at the end um the thing that i think is like the weirdest part about this movie is how they shoehorn in and remind you that it doesn't take place in modern day <laughs> and it's just like oh we're gonna just gonna show you this oj simpson chase or like here's this weird bill clinton reference and all this stuff and with like the music cues the and stuff like towers that are there yeah it's just like did we did this need to be a period or nice, period baby. piece or whatever Peace wars. i guess so um but it was just like so funny the way that it was like 
totally didn't remember any of that. And then they would like throw one of those things at you and it's like, oh, that's right. This is it's, the 90s. It, it's definitely one of those things where like I, I, it was unnecessary. It was an unnecessary amount of, of 90s nostalgia that they were throwing in there to sort of, it kind of feels like you're like, okay, we don't know that we love the look of this cake. So let's sprinkle as many, you know, uh, sprinkles, sprinkles, I guess yeah. is the right word, yeah. on it as possible. <laughs> Having said that, some of the music cues, which are so damn on the nose, I pop for. Because they're all like bangers, right? Yeah, it's all just the classic of the 90s hip hop. But yeah, it was very interesting. They kind of beat you over the head with it. Yeah. And I feel like there was something maybe I don't know if I would have hated it or liked it more if they like threw in more like because I feel like it was a lot of like visual and music cues that told you it was 90s. But I don't feel like they talked or like had any of like the slang or unless I'm just not. I feel like Anthony that? Ramos was doing his best Luigi from the Super Mario Brothers yeah. movie impression. Oh, which I've also never seen. Which, like, <laughs> I mean, you don't get much more 90s New York than that. So okay. I, I I think he did good there. Yeah. My, my thing is, if you're going to set something in the 90s, there needs to be a reason for it. And, I'm, and Tim, you, you know more about Beast Wars than I do. I'm sure that that, I mean, if, aside from it coming from that period, um, I was thinking, oh, this guy has some technical prowess in this era. Um, let's use that to eventually solve whatever is going to be the problem in the third act, and we don't get really any of that. So there's really no point to like setting this in the 90s, other than it's cool to follow up Bumblebee, which was in the 80s, to this, yeah. which is cool. I, I think the biggest reasons to separate it from the present day Michael Bay movies, mm. like to make I get it that. And, to and honestly, on that note, I don't, I don't mind, I don't mind it at all. It's just I wish there was a little bit more tie-in for like, hey, let's let's come up with some really good reasons why this character, specifically Noah Diaz character, is set in the 90s. What is his expertise? Can he get to the, to the end of it with it? But instead he gets something different. Yeah, it really felt like they were kind of setting up a Peter Parker sort of thing there. Like, he's a, he's a whiz with tech. And like, yeah, that ultimately didn't really lead uh, anywhere, except for maybe the end where it kind of gives you... Where, where you don't it's feel like... Mirage. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I, I agree with Joe. I think, like, the ultimate kiss of death is that this movie is, like, well, it's worse for this in review because it's not bad enough to laugh and make fun of all the dumb shit that happened and it's not great enough to like glow about like holy shit they followed up on Bumblebee and there's a better Transformers movie out I think if you are not a fan of Transformers don't watch this movie like this is uh, you know usually some movies regardless of IP you hear about that are like so good like dude even if you don't care about Spider-Man you gotta go you watch this movie and like I just, I'm waiting for that one to happen, you know? Um, and yeah, unfortunately, this movie is just like pretty forgettable to, I'd say, like bad in a lot of spots. I feel like I agree with Nick. The third act kind of gets a bit more exciting and we get some neat action. But for the most part, um, the main actress I thought was like pretty not great. Uh, there's just a lot of like questionable dialogue. Uh, and line reads from her that I just thought were like, ooh, this is like not good. Um, I think Pete Davidson tries his hardest. <laughs> and I think in another world, Pete Davidson would play a really good Ninja Turtle uh, with like, better direction. I think he'd be a really good Michelangelo. So maybe that's in the future for our boy Pete Davidson. Uh, Andy, does it help that uh, Davidson described voicing Mirage as Jim Carrey's The Mask meets Bugs Bunny? That's, yeah, kind of. That's right. Yeah, yeah kind of. Um, yeah, man, I don't know. There's just this movie is just insanely forgettable and um the, the there's also just a lot of like leaps in logic when it comes to like this gigantic plane with a massive eagle with a 50-foot wingspan flying 
at the same time, it's like, would that not like tip off anybody, like any sort of authorities at all? Like, are you with, talking about the old plane that was like? Yeah, I mean, the old plane, whatever. That's a big plane flying, but then like right next to it is an eagle with a fifty-foot mm. wingspan. It's like, where they, did nobody? Did this not get picked up on, up on the radar? radar? <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. Like this movie, again, pretty forgettable. Not great in a lot of spots. I feel like there was just a lot of really lame and bad attempts at comedy. Um, and uh, yeah, again, just really, really hitting you over the face with all the 90s references in a way that I like the way Miss Marvel did or Captain, Captain Marvel. Marvel did. And in this one, I felt less so and it just kind of kept on going and you know there's some cute ones but for the most part just was not super into this movie and as soon as we got to that post credit sequence bam deliver my uber right now like i didn't really <laughs> want to wait for anything else or I, I texted mike and i was like hey i call the uber when this thing happened i'll see you tomorrow <laughs> yeah yeah how about you tim Oh, man, I haven't been this disappointed in a long time going to a movie, seeing a big franchise like this. Transformers, so near and dear to my heart. I definitely am the biggest fan at this table of Transformers in any iteration. Um, and I just want them to get it right. And they got it right with Bumblebee. They didn't get it perfect with Bumblebee, but they got it right. Mm -hmm. Bumblebee is a good movie, arguably a great movie. Has some things about it that aren't like perfect. And I think as a Transformers fan, where I'm at with all of this is I'm just so disappointed that even though we've had a semi-reboot, it's not a reboot. And they're not committing hard enough to just doing a reset and just getting things right. It feels like the DC right now. It does, man. And like mm -hmm. that really breaks my heart where after getting Bumblebee and getting the tee-up that even then, like, just, just have a reset point of there's, there's Autobots and Decepticons and Megatron's here and Starscream's here. And like, let's give them real characters and like, let's do this the right way mm -hmm. and set up the story and all this. But because they had to kind of backdoor enter of... All right, we're gonna. It's gonna be in the '80s. Bumblebee's gonna be a Volkswagen. You guys are gonna love that stuff. It's like we did, but then it's like the stuff surrounding that. It's like you're already messing up the lore. You're already messing up the story here. So for this to be taking place ten years later, four years, whatever it was, uh, after Bumblebee, I'm looking at this, watching the trailers, and I'm like, all right, cool. We got Optimus. Like we're actually gonna see Optimus was in Bumblebee for a second, but it's like we're gonna get, get the real flat-faced truck. Optimus, like we know from the 80s, mm -hmm. and he's going to lead the Autobots, and the Beast War, the, the Maximals are going to be there, and I'm like, okay, that's a lot of elements. I don't know that they, we need to introduce them this quickly, but okay. And then we get this movie, and I'm like, oh, wait, this isn't my Optimus. This Optimus is the Michael Bay Optimus. Like, the way he talks, like, the, his characterization is simply wrong. He doesn't like humans. He's an asshole. He sucks. What are we doing here? Mm. Like, I'm not rooting for Optimus Prime. Like, when that is kind of my baseline here, I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> like, the trailers didn't show that. The trailers showed Optimus goddamn Prime. I will give a shout out to Optimus Primal. I think they did a good job of, of making him, a, I think, even stronger character in this than he was in Beast Wars. Um, the rest of the, the Maximals. Man, they did Cheetor so dirty, bro. They did Cheetor dirty. Why even have him? He wasn't even in it. Yeah. What are we doing? The cheetah. Oh, the oh yeah. No lines, no nothing. And he's like Cheetor is the bumblebee of Beast Wars. Oh. Like he's the the yeah. like the, the fan cool fave. fan fave teen one essentially, the right hand man. Um, so that type of stuff. As a fan of Transformers, as a fan of Beast Wars, as a fan of the Michael Bay movies, I feel like in all those ways, I was kind of let down. And um, there was no action set piece that got my blood pumping um there was it's so forgettable like you're saying uh there's a couple moments that i i that warm my heart like if you're saying if you're not a transformers fan don't watch this movie 100 percent agree if you're a transformers fan I, 
you don't need to watch this movie. But it might as well if it's on streaming or something. I don't think you need to go out in theaters to see this. There's something thrilling about seeing Cheetor next to Bumblebee as they're uh, in a giant field. But hey, you can watch the trailer and get that same feeling from that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like the trailer, this movie is never better than the trailer. Like not even for a second. No. Um, my favorite scene was towards the end um, when Optimus is running away from the, or not driving away from the giant explosion and they're playing the music from the 2007 Michael Bay movie. And I'm like, I just got hype. But that's a fleeting moment of kind of hype. I'm looking for incredibly hype for Optimus goddamn Prime. Um, Tim, I can only care so much about Bumblebee dying, dude. <laughs> like, is, I, is it getting to like Uncle Ben status, dude? I, I like. I can't believe they went for that again. Like, it, it's 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 like they had never seen the other ones that just came prior. Like, that thread has been done enough, and I, I just. It, I was like, God damn it, dude. The fact again. That, that this movie, um, and I'm with Nick, it's well-directed. It's a competent film. Yeah, yeah, totally. I just think that they, they make some plot choices with the amount of, like, character deaths that, like, all of them, you're like, I don't believe you're dead. And then they're they're not. <laughs> you know, I think there's one actual death they commit to. Um, but it's like, with both Mirage and Bumblebee, it's like, when Bumblebee dies in this, I'm like, why even, like, you, you're playing this, like, an emotional beat. No one here buys it. Not a single person here. Yeah. But Not I like that to like to like the to the uninitiated to people if like, if like you're just coming in to this movie and you forgot what happened in Bumblebee or you forgot that Bumblebee was tied to this we see Bumblebee for all of five seconds before he dies yeah so I'm like the Mirage death would have been what we were going for because we spend the entire movie with Pete Davidson who is the main character of the movie one of the main characters of the movie he's the main Transformer mm-hmm. and, he, and I think Pete, to, to Pete Davidson's credit he does a great job at carrying this film until he doesn't and then they segue it over to Optimus Prime and I'm like oh God go back to Pete Davidson. Because the Optimus Prime in this movie is so abrasively annoying and and kind of you just don't like the character very very much. Breaks my heart, man. It really uh, does. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very very sad. But yeah, the the emotional beat with Bumblebee again it didn't work. A lot of the plot points didn't work until they did. Because when Bumblebee comes back, let's fucking go, fucking dude. Shit. <laughs> jumping out the ship, spinning, shooting, don't call it, don't come call back. it a comeback. That's it's incredible. Like, oh, this yeah. is great. And that one but scene. But we needed more of we that. We totally did. The scene where it's like the full-on all-out uh, assault and we're getting like the one camera shot and Optimus Primal monkey bar in and it's like yeah. RC's riding Rhinox shooting. I'm like, all that stuff is fucking cool. But it's like, y'all just didn't. Too little, too late. Y'all just, yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, man. Like, and again, I'll, that was in the trailer and it was cooler. It was as cool in the trailer as it was in the film. I agree. That, that moment was pretty high, but... I I think watching these screeners with fans of these franchises, like never underestimate the general audience's ability to like love mediocrity <laughs> in ways when we go, how is this movie succeeding? And in that crowd that we we're in, there's a lot of Transformers fans and yeah. a lot of people were clapping for a lot of these moments. So it's possible that you will enjoy this movie and you will enjoy a lot of these plot beats. Uh, to just reiterate, like, yeah, when Bumblebee comes back, that was a cool moment. And I did get chills. And it's like, okay, this this moment is cool, even though nothing has really made me feel like this moment should be cool right now. Not earned. Yeah, the music hit, though, the the action to go along with it, the entrance, the way in which the entrance is made, you're always expecting gun to the character's head. Now's your time to die. Boom, somebody comes out and saves you. And then they did it again like five seconds later. Oh, actually, now guns to your head. You're about to die. Now a character comes in. Like, I just feel like that trope has been... We've seen it a million times. And in this movie, it was just kind of less and less effective as it went on. 
Yeah, and uh, something to your point there about Bumblebee being the hype moment. It's just, it's interesting for me as a lifelong Transformers fan to look at this and be like, wow, we're, I am now, have lived with the Michael Bay Transformers as long as prior to that, of from the, the 80s mm -hmm. show to where we're at. So at this point, Optimus Prime is this Optimus Prime. And like that bums me out supremely, but it's like the, it, it surprises me that the most hype moments in this movie, the most exciting, most connected I felt, was not to the many, many references to the 86 animated film. It was to Bumblebee, who, for all intents and purposes, is a 2007 character. That is not the Bumblebee we, I grew up with. It is the Bumblebee that I, as an adult man, grew up with, <laughs> you know? Um, and I just think that it's, it's funny that, like, this movie tries so hard to disconnect itself from those movies, but at the end of the day, its heart is in those films. We got to do a better job of getting those movie dialogue lines from Bumblebee and making them clearer and easier to understand and more audible because again the 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 thing with Bumblebee he can't talk and he until just, he can and, and until he can and then he doesn't again the next movie. he speaks in movie lines uh from different movies uh audio recordings and I feel like I clearly heard maybe 25% of them in this movie. I mean, that's that's the general issue with the movie across the board is that there's just too much. It's too many too many transformers to keep track of, too many things going on and then the, but the heart of the movie is the humans. And to me that's always like that's always such a hard balance. That's why I liked Bumblebee the most because it was simple. Bumblebee, Haley Steinfeld, and that is like they're just hanging out. It's like a coming of age story. It's her story. In this one I'm like why is Bumblebee in this? I shouldn't be asking that question, but why? Who is this? I, I started watching the movie right at the beginning. I'm like, I like, I like. What are they called? The Primals, the Maximals. Um, the Maximals. I'm like, oh, uh, I like this. This, this is a good group chemistry. Great voice actors. Good story. They have to chase down uh, Unicron. This is going to be really, really cool. Then we get to the the Autobots. And I'm like, all right, they're the ones that we're supposed to be rooting for in this. And then Mirage is there, and all these people are there. And I, they just don't know how to. It's just too much stuff. Too many moving parts to deal with. Uh, similar to, to a criticism I had with Fast and Furious, which I was like, there's just too many fucking characters in this at this point. Um, so I think that that's, that is the one big problem this series is going to have going forward and always has had is that it's so hard to balance out the coolness of the Transformers with like the actual story, which has to revolve around the humans. Yeah, totally. And I, I know I'm, I'm talking a lot about this stuff. I just really freaking care. And I'm so sad that they messed things, things up. But to your point about Fast 10, it's like, yeah, the, we're at the point that the cast of that movie is so big that giving everyone something to do is impossible. And that's what this results in is a, us watching Fast 10. And it is what it is. And that, but that's fat, but that is the heart of Fast 10. But that is what heart. That's why people yes, like Fast 10. It's that dumb, ridiculous stuff. And on right. top of that, there is some level of consistency with those characters. And if there's not, it's funny that Ludacris started here and is now here. But that's kind of. That they're in on the joke as well. With Transformers, it's like the RC that we're seeing here doesn't feel consistent within this movie, doesn't feel consistent to the last time we saw her in the Michael Bay movies, doesn't feel consistent to her character in the old cartoons and stuff. And then it's like, oh yeah, and, and Wheeljack's here. You guys don't even know who the fuck Wheeljack is. He was in this movie, but it's like... Was he, who was he? He, he was the, uh, the Volkswagen um, van. Oh, and it's just like, like well, that's not Wheeljack. Wheeljack is but I liked him. Not, definitively not that type of car. And then... Who turns into a Porsche? Who turns into that dope-ass fucking Porsche? Jazz. The answer's Jazz. Yeah. It's not Mirage. Mirage turns into a Formula One racer, which they reference in this movie. He's like, I could do this, I could do this. And it's like, well, then why did you do that? But again, to a point, the whole point of having Mirage, I was like, oh, they have to have a really good reason for why it's not Jazz, and it is Mirage, because Mirage can do the, the multiple mm -hmm. versions of himself. And then they didn't really... They even does that one time at the very, very Two end. Times, yeah. Two times. Well, one with the cops and then one yeah. where, he's, where he's fighting off against Scourge. And I was like, 
that's not a strong enough reason to not have this just be jazz. Yeah, man. It's it's very weird. And so that's my thing is like the, the point I'm making is the amount of characters in this and you add the maximals of like, yo, here's Cheetor and Rhinox and Air Razor. And it's just like, can you just give one of them more than one line of dialogue? Who is so Air Razor? The bird. You're asking who is no, Air Razor? No, 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 the voice. Michelle. Oh, sorry. Gotcha. Michelle, yeah. Michelle, Michelle yeah. Okay, yeah. that's about so. <laughs> Insane. Yeah. <laughs> like, can we have a moment? The voice acting cast in this is incredible. Really yeah. When Wheeljack popped up and I was like, I'm like, that can't be. There's no way they got Danny Rojas from Ted Lasso to be in this. Oh. And sure as shit, it is him. Mm. It is that actor. And I was I popped for that. So I was like, dude, fucking why can't he's such a lovable voice actor? Like yeah. I, I was like, oh, why can't it just be that? The two leads and that character would have been incredible. Ron Perlman as um as Optimus Primal, Primal. which was yeah. incredible. That's great. And then I didn't he, realize that. Peter Cullen as Optimus Prime continuing. Like voicing the same character or iterations of a character for decades at this point, and he still sounds so good. I just wish he was saying different words. <laughs> yeah, um, that's fair. Peter Dinklage as Scourge. Dink. Yeah. Oh. And Scourge was pretty damn cool where you would take the emblems and yeah, then when you turned into a that. truck, it was like all the, the dead bugs in the, the grill. I'm like, that's again, again, looking at it, all that stuff was great. The way they set his character up where he's like, he's full of dark, like the dark power from Unicron, and he's virtually, literally, they literally say he is virtually indestructible. And how does Optimus Prime beat him at the end? Just punch a little harder. Punch a little harder. And I'm like, oh my God, what a great moment where like Noah could have figured out how to beat him or like depower him. No, Noah just gets an Iron Man suit and we ready to rock and roll. I'm like, yeah. all right, cool. Yeah. All right, we're going to get into this. Uh, but before we get to the plot, let me give you a word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Amazon and Summer Game Fest. We are in an absolutely stacked year of video game releases and you can find all of them on amazon.com slash summer game fest. I hope that you found a spare few hundred hours to play all the amazing games that have come out this year already. Gamers have been eating good this year, but this is the only place you wanna be amazon.com slash summer game fest because guess what this summer there's gonna be even more exciting announcements coming through of so many more video games that are about to be on all of your favorite consoles like final fantasy 16 armored core 6 diablo 4 street fighter 6 mortal kombat 1 exo primal assassin's creed mirage <gasps> the list goes on and on you can go to amazon.com slash summer game fest all summer long to discover the top new and upcoming games as soon as they go up for pre-order or you can go check out the website now for everything you might have missed so far this year again that's amazon.com slash summer game fest for all of your video game needs today's episode is sponsored by paypal honey the easy way to save when shopping on your iphone or computer but did you know it only takes a few seconds to get it that means if you go to add it on your laptop or iphone right now you could be done before the ad read is even over you know how good it feels to check something off of your to-do list so hey Let's get to check-in. Honey is the free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one it finds to your cart. So imagine you're shopping on one of your favorite websites out there, and when you check out, the Honey button appears, and all that you have to do is click Apply Coupon. Kind of Funny's been using Honey for years. It's literally saved us thousands of dollars on tech, food, costumes, ton of stuff. Uh, Honey doesn't just work on desktop. It works on your iPhone, too. You just activate it on Safari, on your phone, and you get to save on the go getting honey seriously only takes a few seconds and by getting it you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting this show get paypal honey for free at joinhoney.com slash kind of funny that's joinhoney.com slash kind of funny 
We all love gobbling up content and we have an understanding of what subscriptions we use. Or do we? Do you know how much your subscriptions really cost? Most Americans think they spend around $80 a month on subscriptions when the actual total is closer to $200. That's right. You could be wasting hundreds of dollars each and every month on subscriptions you might not even know about. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and it helps lower your bills all in one place. Rocket Money has saved some of us here at Kind of Funny a ton of money, and it can help you too. Rocket Money also helps you manage all your finance in one place, and it automatically can help categorize your expenses so you can easily track your budget in real time. Stop throwing your money away, cancel unwanted subscriptions, and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash kind of funny. That's rocketmoney.com slash kind of funny. One more time, rocketmoney.com slash kind of funny. Rocket money, kind of funny. <laughs> Transformers, when will this franchise die? Probably on this one. We'll see. No, it's going to do all the boxes. Yeah. We're getting at least five more of these. Ladies and gentlemen, here's the plot of Transformers Rise of the Beasts. We start in the distant future. Okay. You mer- Is it? So, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going off the Wikipedia file on this one. So, th- just so you guys understand this. Like, Beast Wars was always a semi-complicated thing because it, you'd think, oh, there's dinosaurs and it's prehistoric Earth, but then there's a reveal. Technically, it is the future. And, like, there's a lot of weird shit. And then in, like, season three, they find the Ark from the 1980s Transformers, the, the cars. But it's, like, an alternate reality where it's, like, it, the, the 80s haven't happened yet. It's so confusing, but it's Saturday morning cartoon dumb shit. Like, yeah, yeah. That, they didn't plan to ever have an, an audience watching this stuff. And we weren't giving thinking a about shit. that stuff. We didn't care. This movie straight up makes it even worse. Where there's a couple lines later where the Maximals are t- when they're being introduced. Air Razor says something to the extent of like. We are both from the past and the future. We are looking for something with a space-time continuum of whatever. And it's like, what the actual fuck are it you talking about? It didn't have to be that complicated. It Not literally could be eternals. Same, it should have been in the past. And it should have been like, they got, they, they've they been on Earth for a thousand years or whatever. Done. And we're done. Yeah. It didn't need to be that crazy. But of course, ladies and gentlemen, it's not because this is Transformers. Uh, they're on a planet. Unicron wants to devour Unicron, arguably the coolest thing ever created for a Saturday morning cartoon when I was a child. Terrified of it. You know, in the, in, the, in the movie played by Orson Welles, it was just like the coolest thing. It's just a planet that eats other planets. So rad. I love that they kept the design. Like, they at least tried to make it look like Unicron should look. Uh, oh, shit. <laughs> That's on me. No spills. Um... <laughs> A, a, a minor criticism of the visual style of this movie, still a little too complex. Oh, yeah. Like the Unicron, I, I wish that they would just simplify the designs because when stuff is moving, it is still hard for your eye to like figure out what the heck's going on. Unicron is another example of that where I'm like, it's cool, but it, it, did it need to be all this, you know, that overly designed thing? Thanks, Kevin. Um, yeah, I, I'm so with you. And like, we never even see him actually transform, which was kind of a letdown for me. Um, but this movie is filled with homages to the animated film. And like I was saying earlier, like this part, you hear the Unicron score a little bit. And um, just seeing that, like, the you know, the, the, the orange butthole looking thing. Yeah, um, that's all I is, could it, say. This yeah. is essentially a remake of the opening of the animated film, just not as good. And then later we see um, Anthony uh, Ramos's character getting the little suit just like, Daniel did in the animated movie, and so I'm like, all right, y'all are trying here. Um, uh, here, yeah. of course, we have the Maximals scoring off against the Terrorcons. Terrorcons. Mm-hmm. Terror Led by Scourge. Uh, Scourge played by the Dink. Love him very much. They are looking for this key. 
Uh, I forget what what is the yeah. MacGuffin called for a key. Who gives a fuck? It's the key. It's the key. We'll just call it the space <laughs> time. Yet another thing that they the need to get. The key that opens up the space time. And it's one, it's one of those things where we start getting into the the MacGuffin of this. It opens up the space time. The Maximals are like, we gotta take, we gotta use this. They go to Earth to get away from Unicron. Just start who eats. Hold on. Well, first, I want to I want to say that like, you know, a home homeboys like, hey, Primal. That's why you're Maximus Maximum Primal, right? No, Optimus Primal. Optimus Primal. And then Snowbike Mike is next, so he goes, "Oh fuck, that's his name, bro!" <laughs> like Optimus Primal. What? That's crazy. Let's shit. put it this way: <laughs> I sat next to a family that had three children. One of them was a thirty-year-old redhead. His name was Snowbike Mike because he was sitting next to me. Also, <laughs> the kids loving all the action moments. Totally bored during the rest of the shit, but that's that's what kids are. Mike couldn't sit still the entire time. He was either he was bouncing was back and forth deal? between super guys, excited and super bored. We haven't talked about this movie-going experience either. Oh my god! Because you sat. You moved at the very beginning. I sat dead center next to Andy, uh, which we sit next to each other because we have the popcorn accord. Whenever one of us gets popcorn, we've decided to just share that with a twang, all that jazz. Mm-hmm. Andy I didn't did know this not was get an popcorn. official accord. Uh, I'm, I'm putting it on the table for the yeah. Senate to vote for the yeah. Congress. <laughs> the, vote, the vote will be up soon. Mike so. walks in and goes, I'm not part of this review. I don't really care about this movie. When I go in, I will, I'll get your order for you guys. And I'll, I'll get you guys some snacks or whatever. And I'll just deliver that to you so you guys can pay attention to this because you have to review the movie. And I was like, great. Sit down. Make a joke. Immediately, the guy next to me picks up on the joke, starts talking, and I was like, "Uh oh, he's got this incredibly large family that's coming to this movie, and they are all diehard Transformers fans, and they start they they just have that vibe where I'm like, they're gonna pop for every single thing that's in this, and they're gonna talk to each other, and I, I'm not gonna be able to focus. It's gonna bug me. So sure as shit, movie starts, something happens, the guy goes, "Shit, that's a Transformer," and I'm like, "We're in Transformers." <laughs> <laughs> Guys, you're going to see a lot of Transformers. You I'm think like, it was like a Mark Wahlberg thing? Uh, I like don't know, but I turned to Anna. I was like, this guy's talking too much. I got to go. I got up and I, I left. Go. And to, to, I mean, and I sat next to a family that had children that were like eight and nine, and they talked less than the other person. It actually was a good vibe. Anyway, Mike gets up. What do you need, Slappy? Gives me the bottle of water. Gives me some popcorn. And then goes and sits five rows behind me for absolutely no reason. I, presumably to sleep. And so that we don't criticize him when he falls Well, asleep. so the way these, uh, the, there's, uh, the way this... Kabuki theater is laid out is that it's like everything's in pairs up in the balcony. So it's like two seats and then there's like a, a somewhat table kind of in between the two seats with the cup holders and then two more seats and then another little table. And Michael's like, well, yeah, they got the little table. So that's where I was laying down. I was putting my feet up. He was just laying down, just lounging. <coughs> I left to go to the restroom and I came back and I did what Mike did where I was like, I'm just going to sit back here because I don't really want to. Walk back over there. Yeah, it was too much. It was a whole yeah. As someone who was sitting next to all three of you, Gina just kept looking at each other like they're dropping like flies. I was convinced that you were just like, I can't do we this anymore. Oh, no. <laughs> we thought you were gone. I no. have to go. I, I wanted to, in this intro scene, I just wanted to point out that, you know, the big gorilla is like, Optimus Primal, you got to go, bro. Ape Link. Ape. So ape there, was, there was two ape Lincoln talking to each other. Ape Lincoln? <laughs> ape Lincoln, yes. <laughs> okay. So he's like, Optimus Primal, you got to go. And Primal's like, no, I'm going to stay here and fight with you. He's like, no, take the key. Because if they get the key, then they're going to be able to go to any planet and destroy it. I'll stay here and fend them off. The dude gets clapped in like 10 seconds. And I, I, just, I was just imagining like the getaway ship and all the Maximals around the getaway ship. Like, all right, Ape Link, pop off. Give him hell. And he dies at me like, God damn, bro. Like, we need you like 20 seconds. seconds. Yeah. <laughs> he, like, you, first off, you just jumped at him and opened yourself up for like the most open attack possible. Yeah. He jumps, leaps at him, just gets stabbed through the center, through his chest. And then, of course, the family next to me goes, oh, shit. It's like, 
It's uh, bro, we knew it was gonna happen. Again, but it's oh like goddamn transformer. Like, I didn't know. I was like, <laughs> we're in transformers. Didn't give up a whole lot of a fight. Yeah, pretty yeah. pretty shocking. Uh, we'll say love the scourge does the thing with the taking off their their badges and putting yeah. them on him. Cool scourge, awesome villain. Scourge in this. Great. fun, definitely chewing up scenery over there for the for Peter Dinklage. Um, they of course pop. You start to wonder why does Unicron need this key? There's infinite amounts of planets in the galaxy. He probably figured he can at least, you know what I mean? Like it, it all goes back to the Unicron. Universe. It always does. Like, uh, which planets are rich in energy? Uh, okay, so, that makes yeah. sense. Like that he could, sense. you know, eat the steak or eat all the salad. I guess. You know okay, what I mean? so so mm. Earth has energy. You eat a yes. lot of appetizers okay. in one sense. main yeah. meal. He needs yeah. the energy. That and, actually and makes I, This sense. is Tim on some nerd shit. At, like this is one of those moments of like, is this still in the canon of the Michael Bay movies or is it not? Uh, in the Michael Bay movies, the last we saw of last night, so Transformers 5, I guess it was, um, they, the Earth is Unicron. So this directly contradicts it. So this is the most evidence that this timeline is separate. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, then we cut over, of course. They, they escape. We cut over to 1994 Brooklyn. Uh, we meet our main character, Noah Diaz. He was an ex-military electronics expert. And he has a family. He's got to take care of his little brother who's got, I think, sickle cell anemia. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. He's, and he's not getting very good health care at all because they don't have a lot of money. Uh, his mother is struggling to take care of them. And he is trying to find a job, which he cannot find because we established uh, that he is not a team player. He gets sandbagged at his job that he's supposed to do for a security firm. Uh, and he's not able to do that. So he unfortunately has to turn to crime. Uh, one of his friends is like, hey, this is cool. There's a bunch of cars, one of which is a badass 1990s Porsche Turbo that we, we all just want that car. I wanted that car so badly when I was like, I still want that car. I mean, dude, yeah. <laughs> my dream car is a Porsche because of it's jazz. So and like sick. seeing this car, so I'm funny. like, God damn. That car, that, that between the car being in this and then uh, uh, being in uh, Bad Boys. Yeah. Those two versions of this car is so, I think they're different eras, but still dope. Um, they go to steal it, of course. Uh, we also meet Elena, who is a, uh, she is like a, like, I don't want to say archaeologist, but she's an anthropologist. Person. Some sort of museum person. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, we, we talk a lot about human characters in these movies and, like, how it's like there's such a distraction. I really didn't like how much time the first third of this movie is just setting up these two characters to get them where they need to be. And it's like, we don't need them there. Like, all the backstory to get him to be able to, to steal the car and do all the tech stuff and then her back and forth with that other museum person all like, of it we don't it was care like, about your career trajectory it's weird it's just too much backstory it's too much yeah. setup to get them where they need to go which is essentially we got to get to peru there was an easier way to get to peru i think the director was trying to in, in like put in a little bit of like commentary and a little more heart into the characters so that we cared about them later but i just i don't i didn't care about really either of them and then with the little brother it's like ah, you know me with 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 when they put the young kids in the movie i'm like it's gonna be a line with me, or is this kid gonna annoy me, or is like it gonna be cool? But my, it was fine. My thing was Elena. Like, cut her out of this movie entirely. Somehow give Anthony uh, Ramos's tech stuff. That's how he finds out Peru. You know what I mean? We don't need the whole museum element of it. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was interesting. Um, but she discovers that this this bird sculpture. Well, I I like the scene where they're like, "Hey, we gotta." figure all this stuff out for the FBI or whatever. And she's like, no, 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 yes. But this thing's totally weird. That I didn't mind so much. The back and forth between her and her boss, that's obviously like, you know, a dickhead and, and yeah. keeping her down in her career. I was like, eh, this is going to wear thin very quickly. And, and it did, but we got a little, we didn't get too much of it. Um, anyway, she goes over there and she starts uh, figuring out uh, what's going on with this bird. Uh, she accidentally disintegrates all the stuff around the bird. And it is, in fact, the key, or at least we think the full key. It has been broken in half. We, didn't, we will learn that later. Uh, and that shoots a signal up into the sky that only 
just the robot, the Transformers can see. Apparently, humans cannot see that. I liked that. That's kind that, of cool. the little yeah. just throwaway thing of like explaining why, like, because we can't see that it, field of energon or whatever it is. It, yeah, yeah, it's a weird thing where it's thing. like at the end of the day, it is still just a glowing light in New York City that we've seen a bazillion times. But at least this time, I'm not asking the questions of like, wouldn't people blah blah blah? It's like, no, they wouldn't because they can't see it. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Noah. Goes over and steals Mirage. He steals this Porsche that's dope. Uh, of course, it's not a Porsche because it has an Autobot uh, emblem on its, on its hood. And we know it's Mirage because we've all watched the trailer. Uh, and this is the first time that I remember. I did not realize this ahead of time that Pete Davidson is in this movie. And I was like, good. I like Pete Davidson. I'm glad he's in this movie. I'm a Pete Davidson enthusiast. I like him. Enthusiast? Um, I, you know, I'm a fucking not a fan, an enthusiast. I, yeah. And it's, it's Tim's weird. not out there trying to major in Pete Davidson yeah. in college. He just mm-hmm. likes to do it on the weekends. I, I would say I only like him 20% of the time. But that 20%... Outweighs the 80% in my mind. Very yeah. true. Very true. It's a good 20%. Uh, we get a fun chase here where he has to run away from the cops. Cool moment where he's driving backward and then Mirage kind of transforms Very around cool. him and drives forward. Um, just, you have to imagine that Noah gets out of this at the end. They like they, they, they get him out of all the stuff. But man, he's just seen by cops a lot in this. They know exactly. <laughs> they could sketch him very easily in this. Uh, I I don't. It's one of those things where I'm like, do we do we need another? Do we really really need another moment where the actor has no idea what a transformer is and is in the car and is not driving the car and screams at other people? I'm not I'm not doing this. It's someone else. We saw it with the Boof a bunch of times. Now we're seeing it with Anthony Ramos. It is what it is. Anyway, we get to the the point where he drives him over to the Autobots. Just they kind of come in and we meet Optimus Prime and I just I just don't care for him in this movie. I've never thought that I, I've never thought that Optimus is the most compelling character in this because he's sort of like goaded, unfortunately. And in this one, I'm like, oh, it's Optimus Prime. Like if he's here, it's like having the Dumbledore or the Gandalf in in the story. It's almost like I want him sidelined because he's going to be so OP that when he fights yeah. Scourge, it's going to be super easy, and he just gets his ass handed to him. And then I was like, well, that's kind of disappointing. Um, <laughs> it's definitely the the least exciting reveal moment that we've had of optimus and the squad like they kind of just roll up in a very not interesting way pretty cool transformation where we see like through the, i think it's like school buses and you see optimus like transforming as he walks up but i feel like they gave this moment like andy was saying earlier like there's a reveal and then there's a reveal and then there's a reveal it's like you only get one and the more you do it it lessens the like this is optimus prime moment so it doesn't feel like there was actually a moment and compare that to 2007's again not a great movie but like there is this like et aliens quality to like if bumblebee was the iron giant transformers 2007 has that like we're earth is dealing with this for the first time that moment where the arrival to earth you see them all coming down and the music's super hype and then they roll up in the alley and there's hella smoke and then optimus prime comes down to talk to megan fox and shia labeouf mm-hmm. there's a magic to that yeah do i love it is it authentically transformers on stuff maybe not but it's an amazing movie moment this just lacks any of that energy i agree there's no I, fanfare yeah like well we're in this weird warehouse it's it's sincere. <laughs> to to draw a parallel with Optimus Prime. I mean, obviously one of the most iconic characters ever to be in a cartoon. Period. Right. I would put Optimus Prime up there if you did like your top twenty like hero characters from my youth. He'd be top <laughs> ten along the likes of like a Luke Skywalker. Right. I'll never forget one day where like Nick, I know you don't watch a lot of the Star Wars shows. But, man, you got to watch this one scene. Mm-hmm. That is how you bring a character back that we haven't seen in a long time. Right? The X-Wing lands. You're like, shut up. What's going on here? The hood out. You're like, no, there's no way. Right? And boom, he's there. And he has this hero amazing scene. I wish they had figured out a way to integrate him a little bit more into the museum scene where it's like, everyone's going to die. No, you're not because I'm fucking Optimus Prime. Right? I'm here. I'm saving you guys. Instead, we get this. 
And we get an Optimus Prime that's kind of shitty. Where he's like, I don't like humans. I don't like any of these fucking people. We got to get a key. We got to get home. Fuck this planet. And I'm like, well, that's not the, that's not the Prime that I would know. Like, they tried Last Jedi-ing this. With, they they kind of did in a little with, way. With like, <laughs> keep it with the loop. Not, not to draw the parallel, but <laughs> no, they, yeah, they yeah. really did. I, and, I, I th and I think they mainly did it to differentiate themselves to well they did of, it to put some conflict between the two characters yeah this is a this is a, a, an optimist you're not used to seeing you know yeah so I mean, here like again i know i care way too much about this it's like my biggest problem is that's not true because age of extinction and last night he was this asshole character he was mad he resented humans and because of what happened in chicago and them turning on him in <laughs> transformers 3 dark of the moon so it's like we've seen this kind of asshole prime. So that's why seeing this one, which is their chance at redemption of like, no, we're going to start again and get it right. This is in this canon, the first time we're seeing Optimus, really. We saw him at the end of Bumblebee for one second. Yeah. Being like, oh, man, I'm sending out a, a thing to the stars. And that was like that was seeing it. Vin Diesel at the end of Tokyo Drift. Exactly. It really was. Right? <laughs> yeah. But it's like Great then you game. see this and it's like this prime feels more aligned with the Mark Wahlberg prime. <laughs> like. Whoa. It's wild. This movie's um, missing Mark Wahlberg. I'll say it right now, man. <laughs> I'll, I'll say it right now. The second we were going to get <laughs> we, uh, we get the reference do to we? Marky Mark. Oh, yeah, we do. Oh, oh sure, yeah. <laughs> Nick sent me a Mark Wahlberg video today that we haven't talked about. Dude. <laughs> it's just him and Mario Lopez praying in front of, like, a ridiculously large cross. It's just like... What? This every, is a weird Instagram. <laughs> no, every every Sunday, Mark Wahlberg posts like it's like I forget what his hashtag is. It's uh, like stay praying or something like that. And he just loves to pray. And he's like, everyone get out there and pray. He has a prayer app. He has a prayer app. He's stay gotten, prayed up. Stay with prayed a up. Cross emoji. <laughs> it's Happy very creative fun. Sunday, everyone. God bless it. Uh, anyway, back to the plot. Uh, here, here's what we got to do. We got to go to this museum. We got to get this MacGuffin uh, so that we can send Prime back. FYI, if Unicron comes, if Scorch comes, if they get this thing, they're going to destroy the world. And so now we've got Prime set against noah which is interesting it's at least a little bit of conflict here where it's like hey we should destroy this thing versus hey we need to get it back to our planet it's interesting uh of course the way we have to do that is uh noah i love when they have to come up with the reasons why humans have to go into these places as opposed to these hyper strong it's incredibly so yeah it's too small guys so There's you're no telling way. me you you the big robot that transforms and can change your mass that you've shown us multiple times that mirage a porsche can turn into a fucking garbage truck yeah. A goddamn garbage truck? Yeah. You can't get a little smaller? Can't get a little bit? Look at smaller? All right. I don't know. I uh, mean, it's very much like, you know, the only one who can bear this is Bilbo Baggins, you know? Proto Baggins that, can take the ring. First off, I started <laughs> watching The Hobbit again because I watched The Hobbit animated movie, and now it got me back into The Hobbit. We're going to talk about this later. Second off, the reason they gave it to Hobbit Bilbo is because <laughs> if they gave it to one of the elves or if they gave it to Gandalf, they would have been turned into bigger monsters than ever. He's the only person that could have actually mm -hmm. bared the weight. Had good reasons They're for also that. super small. Super small. <laughs> <laughs> he, they, could, they he, could, he could fit into the ducks, the air ducks or whatever. <laughs> uh, so anyway, we go over there. We have a useless scene between uh, Noah and Elena where she's like, are you breaking in? He's like, oh, there's robots. They got, they're here. It's and a lot like, of the what humor the just misses, about? man. Yeah. Um, doesn't really work. All hell breaks loose. Uh, the Terracons have found this too. It seems to be a lot of, a lot of the times, this is the one thing I don't love, is when I have as an audience member time enough to be like, these fucking transformers can get from point a to point b like that i mean they're fast a lot of them fly what's going on the fact that the humans like beat them there off more often than not takes away the sense of urgency for me for a lot of the, the stuff that's happening here so the fact that they're like oh we know exactly where this is no no no. let's hatch a plan of like i'm optimus prime we're going right there we have to do this because these people are going to find them of course we have the action sequence that we do 
uh, it's all set up the way it is so that we can have some level of, of tension. But I just feel like, okay, we're here. Here comes the action sequence, and sure enough, we do. And the Autobots just get their asses handed to them. These these Terracons are just OP, man. Scourge cannot be beat. And I'm like, good, good. This is setting up some level of something interesting having to happen between Noah and Optimus Prime to beat this big baddie. That's great. They, of course, make away with the key. I also just need just some off kind of uh, off-screen remark or just a character saying, the authority's on the way. We need to get out of here. Because I, I just find it so unbelievable that but why this can go on for so long without uh, like anybody being notified or like a helicopter not flying over and be like, what the, this big-ass rule... What are these things down well, there? The museum yeah, the is pro- destroyed. The problem is this, though. The second you call the, 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 the police in, right, you start to wonder, like, why does any of this matter? Because these, the, the, for the most part, in 1994, the Transformers are so fucking powerful no. that they'll just destroy every cop. No, I'm not, t- I'm not talking about a threat. I'm talking about just... Uh, the, well, what I'm saying is like they, they, don't, they don't introduce that element into it because then it'll make the audience wonder, like... Why does any of this have to have any subterfuge whatsoever? Why because well, because I don't think I don't think they want to reveal themselves, like, or else they wouldn't be they wouldn't care about being hidden for this long. I'm not like, talking about that. I'm talking about the Decepticons or the Terracons. Like, who, what do they care? What do they give a shit? Is, is there anything on this planet that can threaten them? They're like OP. OP oh yeah, no, no. I don't think from a threat level. I just find it unbelievable that like no n- nobody's alerted to any of this giant chaos that's been going yeah. on for 15 minutes and explosions and well, lots fair, of they noise. Killed, they killed the one guard that was there, so nobody probably knows about this thing. And it's that that poor guy got smoked, bro. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this action scene was was fine. Um, nothing too, like, spectacular. And it, introducing just, like, again, just almost nameless villains and stuff. Like, even me as a fan, I'm like, I don't know who you are. I don't know who you are. I had to look it up here. Battle Trap. Um, one of the cooler bad guys I think we've seen so far, he was the tow truck. And I think that they did a good job of having him in robot form always, like, grapple onto something to, like, th- uh, throw at somebody. Cool then, boss fight. Sort uh, of yeah, mechanic. cool boss fight stuff in my oak. That gives you, like, an individual thing that you're not just another generic robot fighting things. It's like, oh, you, you're the tow truck guy. So even in robot form, I'm like, you're still the tow truck guy. And then later, when he's a tow truck, we see him still use the, the grappling hooks and stuff. I'm like, this is kind of sick. And, like, on top of that, this is the first movie that we've seen them talk to each other in vehicle form. So it's like they're doing the whole kind of like Fast and Furious radio thing to each yeah. other. And I was like, it's, it's cool. I want to see a team dynamic between you guys. And like they, there's hints of it in that start in this scene that I was like, all right, cool. You, you have my attention. I also think that um, one thing that I just completely slipped my mind. So keep on going, guys. You well, guys here we are go. Doing uh, great. You're unfortunately, doing Bumblebee right has now. to step in and he sacrifices his life and is dead forever. Dumb. And he dies, and he's like, but B, what are you going to do here? Uh, I can't believe it. I can't believe he died. Do they always call him B? In, in yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, they collect his body. Uh, at some point, I think, I don't know if we've met Ares already or not. She comes in at the end of the fight, right? Yeah. I think she does. And she's like, yo, come with me if you want to live. Oh, I, I, I remember what I wanted to say. I just always get, I'm so done with these movies of robots inconsequentially shooting at each other with these bullets that, that don't do anything, don't do shit. Yeah. Like, what is the point? We've seen it happen so much of big thing going down the street and and they're getting hit and like, what's the point? They're not making they're They don't seem like they're in danger. So why should I feel like they're in danger? Right. Like the only thing that really, really fucks them up is if there's a big ass melee that like knocks a chunk off, but 
it's just me- it's just bullets hitting metal and none of it matters, you know. I mean, that's yeah. especially when you're like, Bumblebee's dead for real, but let's lay him on a rock of energon. You're like, all right, well, here we go. You need this go. big energy source to revive him, and crazy that the thing that you're looking for is this big giant. Energy. I know it's ridiculous, but anyway, uh, they go. Uh, Scourge goes over and happily. Uh, Tells his boss, hey, we got the key. The boss is like, you idiot. This is only half the key. How did you not? Did you not see the picture I texted you about what this key looks like? And Scorch is like, bro, I've been busy. I was at a Starbucks. I didn't have yeah. Wi-Fi, whatever. Uh, so he's like, go get I the I didn't other see the updated the Google Doc, okay? It didn't update for me. Uh, meanwhile, Elena, of course, who knows all of this arche- uh, uh, archaeological stuff, is like, hey, I think this is from Peru. Uh, we've got, I've got these two symbols that I have to figure out. We're going to figure out how those work later. But she's taking copious notes and all this stuff. And she's like, I think... We can track this back to a digs or this thing in Peru. Uh, so we have to go to Peru. Air Razor, of course, tells them exactly what's going on. She's like, hey, I'm one of the Maximals. Uh, we're time-traveling race of Transformers trying to stop Unicron. Man, that's yeah. tough. Yeah, man. Um, <laughs> they, they, that's her introduction. <laughs> like, okay. Dude, and, uh, like, they, I, uh, I'm, I don't want to keep on harping on like the quality of acting because it gets like mean to a point. But I just thought Lena was like just so not good in this movie. I don't and, think it was she was bad. I just think that again, it's it, you have to make the distinction of like, did they really give her anything worthwhile to do? The, I mean, she's just the entirety of Waterfall by TLC. That's pretty great <laughs> throughout this movie. But I mean, how many times and you're do mad they at go that? back to that? Yeah, I, I'm just talking from a, a a believability of line delivery. Fair. Well, you know, I I think back to like never really feeling like Megan Fox was the worst actor. Or really? like Mark Wahlberg was the worst actor. Really? Yeah. And in this one, I felt Shocking. it. In this one, I felt it. I think in terms of actors who are not believable in the scene of a Transformers movie, I would put Mark Wahlberg at number one. Probably Megan Fox at number, number two. two. And I would put a lady like farther down <laughs> the list definitively on this one. I think yeah. you need to rewatch it. <laughs> go back and watch it. At one point, Mark Wahlberg is just working on a thing. And I'm announced to the he's working on the truck and the truck fires out he sees the something goes hey i think we got a transformer and i'm like i'd never want them to watch this movie ever again god bless him remember the end of that movie where he's just non-stop jumping around shooting at shit and then they're like we we don't need to show what he's shooting he's the last it doesn't fucking matter he's He's shooting with a gun and to andy's point none of these fucking things can get hurt at all anyway real quick just because we're talking about air razor i just need andy specifically to know this in the beast wars cartoon air razor super dope just like she is here um she is in love with another maximal called tigatron who's yeah. dope as hell he's kind of like uh he's a white tiger so oh, oh i don't remember tiger. he's tiger. really That's cool, so tiger. cool. they have this, a little love at some point he essentially dies but it's transformers and some die. stuff their sparks get merged and they become one new character Tiger Hawk. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, shit. Where's that movie, dude? I want to watch that I movie. It, I feel like watching this movie in particular gives me such an insight into like child Tim of getting this plus Power Rangers plus Animorphs. And it's just oh, like, oh, this is like, Admittedly, Beast Wars like, was Kevin's thing more than mine. Okay. Yeah. I, I kind of resented Beast Wars because like the, the G1 was yeah. my shit. Um, but yeah, thanks, Kev. <laughs> Beast Wars was more <laughs> Tiger Hawk. Beast Wars was more of my thing than Transformers was because it was a little Transformers was a little bit too old for me. Beast but Wars I so cool. and also just as a massive fan of Cheetahs, like man, you talk about like every time there needed to be a poster board made in elementary school with facts and cardboard cutouts and drawings, 
If one had to be main, it was going to be about cheetahs, and it was going to be about it was going to be by main. I was always I I was similar, but I was flamingos. Did you know that? I always said flamingos. Okay. Cheetahs was my thing, bro. I was a penguin boy. So the fastest land mammal. Cheetahs, and then you're like. Wide knowledge about dinosaurs. It was cheetahs and red-tailed hawks. Red-tailed hawks because of anamorphs. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. cheetahs was yeah. like, I was already super into just cheetahs as a concept, the fastest land mammal ever. <laughs> and the fact that they, they use their tails as like, the they use their steels as, they use their tails for balance because that's how heavy they are. Like, that's kind of like the thing that makes, stops them from like just flipping the fuck out. And then when Cheetor was on, in Beast Wars, like, this is the coolest shit of all time, dude. So that's why I felt done dirty by this movie yeah i felt done dirty by the movie because yeah. rat trap was my boy yeah nowhere to be where seen. was rat trap come on come on come i guess on. you can't have a big ass rat <laughs> like, <laughs> <why> <laughs> um of course off we go to peru she was like look we hit this, we broke this thing in two and hit it on two side two two sides of the planet to which i would have responded you guys have the opportunity like the ability to go to any planet you want with this thing why not take we're not split it in eight pieces and go to eight different planets. I don't know. It's weird. Maybe I didn't get the MacGuffin right of like the, the rules of what this thing was because a lot of it went by fast. Perhaps maybe they only had the one shot and they landed on Earth. I don't know. Do we not want to put in like the Mariana Trench or something like that? I mean, where they put Megatron. That's where they put Megatron, yeah, back in the day. Can't He's hide it. Can't have it try in both places. It's just so much. Same Tron can't be occupy the same space. Yeah. You're right. True. You're right. Uh, anyway, we go to Peru and to their to their credit, they shot in Peru. This looks gorgeous. It's great. This country is really, beautiful. really damn cool. Um they they shot a lot in around the area. I was like, oh, wow, this is great. You missed that, Kevin. I don't very, think I did. Very beautiful. Um no, you didn't. But this I'm, particular cinema, this, this photography was beautiful. I do I, love to, to how downplaying how much I love Beast Wars. Like I love Beast Wars in the same way he loves Transformers. And I was gonna go to this movie, but you're last hard pass. Minute, I was like, you know what? I I'm could gonna, play Tears of the yeah, Kingdom. Yeah, I'm gonna stay home. Paula was out of town. She was coming home that day, and I was like, I'm gonna just hang out with her. Roger, Roger I, replied to my Instagram story when you 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 know you post like the little image of the screen uh, of the the waiting screen before the movie starts and Roger was like, I'm so sorry, dude. And I was like, there's so many good video games out right now. <laughs> it wasn't that bad. It no, was but like, it I'd wasn't rather, that bad, it but it also, I'd rather be, play Zelda. I'd Fair. rather use that time to be playing something else, you know? Um, but I, I love the uselessness in this sequence here in Peru where they're like, we need to, uh, we need to get in there, espionage. We're there's gonna a parade happening. There's a what are you talking about? So useless. Why? All of this yeah. is so useless of like, we have they to dress like... They don't do anything cool with the parade, We have though. to dress like the locals and sneak in, you know, because there's this big-ass celebration that they're having in the streets, and they're like, all right, time to dress up, and they kind of like dress up with a little like the hat and stuff, and they're like, all right, here we go. And they walk in, they're like, all right, that's over with. <laughs> it was like, what a useless little thing that they happened. They literally set up the fact that they're like, we have to make sure we, we sneak in. It's such a How dumb How are we beat. going to blend in with this massive parade that's happening, presumably where that happens every year that isn't a, a big thing that happens that multiple tourists probably come to see because this is it's not this is not 1920 we're in 1994 so people, people are, traveling are traveling to peru it'd be one like, thing just if walk into the fucking parade there's thousands of people exactly. you get lost in it, it it's such matter. a it's such a useless beat that i feel like they had more planned for and they just ultimately ended up cutting a lot away but it'd be one thing if everything if everybody at the parade was because of this parade and what they're celebrating they were dressed in all white or all black yeah. or all red. And it's like, we got to sneak in with them. And it's like, everybody here looks different. Everybody's dressed differently yeah, here. Why looks, does it matter? Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. Um, but they, have, they, they sneak in and man, we get a sequence where she's like, I got to figure out some symbols on the ground. 
opens up a cavern, finds a brand new thing that's happening uh, in down down the temple that no one's been in in thousands of years. They make their way down. They open the little thi- the, the thing, and sure enough, the second part of the MacGuffin is not there. Oh, oh no! What now? So many twists. All hell breaks loose. Messed they up. get uh, the scourge is like we gotta go. This kicks off our next action sequence, which is basically like the sequence, um, any Fast and Furious sequence that's shot on a freeway in the desert. Um, lots of cool stuff here. The tow truck driver, all that stuff. Uh, sequence ends very weird, where they blow up a bridge or part of the road, and Optimus Prime is talking to Scourge, and they're they're a solid forty feet away from oh, each man. other. Oh man, can't See get you there. later. <laughs> You're so right. Like it, the momentum of the scene is pretty cool. Prime drifting around the corner, transforming yeah. as he does. Like RC and Wheeljack, the missiles shooting through, them opening the doors. My, all right, cool. There's some momentum here. Oh, okay. We're just done. We're just done because there is a semi-small gap between you guys. RC <laughs> mouthed the there. F word. Oh, did she? Yeah. I didn't see that. When that missile is coming after uh, her and she's inside of Wheeljack. Mm-hmm. Sounds weird. But Wheeljack is in van form and she's like, yeah. kind of like, Riding side saddle inside like of the van. She, w- she wouldn't fit in the van, but whatever. And then missiles coming at him, though, you know? and she tells him to turn, like so that they have the the big opening in the van open. Yeah. So it's like a slow mo shot of the missile flying through the van, through the the big like ho- opening in the doors or whatever. And you see her mouth "fuck" as uh, the as the missiles flying by them. Voiced by Liza Koshy. Who's that? YouTuber. So random. Liza P. Um, and uh, a fun fact here on Wikipedia, I always love when there's, they have these things, like similar to Pete Davidson being inspired by Bugs Bunny and the mask. Um, in preparation for the role, Koshi worked out to help her find the right voice for the character. <laughs> Thanks, Wikipedia. <laughs> Got a real... Perfect. <laughs> Got a real uh, Daniel Day-Lewis on our hands. Yeah, right? wow. Just really, um, really prepared. I need a close-up on what the motorcyclist, the fake motorcyclist looks like. On, oh, you mean on, on RC? Yeah. Yeah. When she's in like motorcycle form and there's a fake motorcyclist riding her, hologram. I need, uh, is it a hologram? But it doesn't look yeah. like a hologram. I mean, it, it is, but like. It or is looks- it like just pieces of hardware that are making up like a fake motorcycle driver looking thing? I guess it looks as much as a hologram as Mirage does when he splits into. I mean, they did that in RC. the other Transformers, in the other Transformers Yeah, they had yeah. like a hologram person driving. Like Mr. Agent Smith. Oh, okay. Now, because this just looked like a dummy. Yeah. So, sort of like how you put a, a fake owl on your roof to scare birds away, you know? Scare pigeons. And let me ask you do this you? question. Ask me. You remember a dodgeball? You I do. do, Joey. Remember when he said if you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball? Yeah. That same theory, that same concept. If you can fit inside a Volkswagen bus, can you not fit anywhere where the humans go? <laughs> That's a good point. That's a good. Can point. you not go with the fucking humans wherever they go and, and defend them against these these dog spider? Check this out. Check come? this out, Nick. What if you just go in motorcycle form? Because it's a normal sized motorcycle. Yeah, it's not. It's and not. then you take away the dummy motorcyclist and just and, zoom the fuck down there. Yeah, yeah. Or you let one of the humans just ride on top. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And that's true as well. Kind of fast. That is right? very true. A lot of interesting questions being asked. What's uh, Tim is googling right now? I'm just now. trying to find a picture of of the. Because I, I can't even remember there actually being a cyclist on our scene in this one. Yeah, like, there, there, there is. Yeah, like there definitely is. In the is. warehouse scene. Yeah, the warehouse scene. Mm-hmm. And also, like, when she drives up in other certain there situations. Yeah. It looks like there's just, like, a dummy up there with But the most helmet. part, though, I think toward the end of the movie, they just keep her in humanoid form because she can skate around, which is cool. Right? Yeah. I don't think we, I don't think past, like, halfway through, past this point, I don't think we see her in the motorcycle anymore. Also, yeah. she can she, get it, man. Shit. Tell you what. RC? Yeah. Always been a fan. There it is. All right. Uh, uh, Tim is looking for the roll-in sequence. 
Uh, he's oh, Tim's right on it, bro. Oh yeah, it's a hologram. Is it a hologram? Let's see. Is it a hologram? I don't know. Hologramming out with Scarpino. No. What's up, everybody? I'm just gonna get to the bottom of this right now. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. So it looks like it. It is a hologram. Yeah, it is. All Very right. good, Tim. There we go. It, it kind of disappears and dissipates. That's video cool. listeners or video watchers, sorry, you didn't get any of that footage. Hologram. Uh, of course, uh, as as we're going away, Scourge is like, ah, I can't get to you guys, but I can shoot this little thing at Ares and and uh, infect her and become her and, be and make her into a bad person. This is another cool thing. Like, there's so many cool concepts in Transformers that have been used throughout all of these movies, but like because they've all been used in incorrect and weird ways, it's like inconsequential and they can't get it right when they do. This concept is thing called rust, where it's like. There's the, this rust that can like corrupt the. It's cool. Let me see that. It's very very cool. Yeah. But the the way they do it in this one just kind of feels like just all right. Here's the MacGuffin-y type thing to like injure her, and I don't think they do a great job of explaining like they they, they, they there's exposition that says exactly what's happening, but like seeing her get corrupted could have been a lot cooler than it was yeah. in this movie. We have one moment where it, it it makes contact and you see it start to spread, and then she has those mannerisms of like ticking out yeah. and like her eyes go a different yeah. color which i think is really really cool, cool. I, I i got what was happening but she did have to kind of have a couple lines she, he's like she's when, it's weird i assume she didn't know what was going on because but when he says are you okay she goes when scores touches you like he always leaves a mark or like leaves leaves whatever and i was like all right but then do you know you're getting taken over i don't know maybe yeah not. exactly she does because at some point she says like i can't fight him off anymore or something right that effect yeah maybe take that's yourself what she's out glitching in and out of her the mind control or whatever. But then that's I feel like that's the zombie thing where it's like, well, if you know that you've been bitten, you gotta go. Then like, why aren't we like figuring this out now? Quarantine you yeah. or something. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, we go over uh, to get the other half of the thing, which uh, and I like this moment. I think uh, Optimus Primal is like, well, we we've been around amongst the humans for a really long time. We trust them. We we trust them with this to 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 you know hide this for us, and they bring out the other thing. Um, I think an earlier point that I wanted to make was that I think the director really wanted to show Peru and the Peruvian culture. And I think that's what the point of the parade was. And I think that's what the point of like this, these couple scenes were. And to that degree, I'm like, awesome, great. Give us a little cultural like backstory on what's happening here. Uh, we meet some of the, the, the people that live there. I think that's pretty great. Um, but more importantly, that goes, showing that then goes to reinforce the fact that Optimus Prime was like, hey, we like humans. Like we believe in them. They're worth defending. Whereas Optimus Prime was like, fuck these people. I don't care if this, uh, if Unicron kills us, I want to just get back uh, to, to, what is their damn planet called? Cybertron. Cybertron, right? I like uh, I like that trope a lot. I agree. I, I, I and it's been done recently in something that maybe we watched a part of in MCU and review or something. But there's there's a trope of like a, a somewhat indigenous culture that doesn't have a whole lot of exposure to the outside world that has been harboring uh, these uh, Black Adam. Maybe it, it was Black Adam. Oh my God, it was. Yeah. And they're like, no, he's our dude, bro. He's been here forever. The <laughs> yeah. The um, there's a sequence, um, one moment in the movie. Uh, Scourge, <laughs> Scourge attack, Air Razor turns, Scourge attacks, all they all attack. Uh, we, do, we do meet the primals here. I'm sorry for the first time we go Maximals. out, we meet them. Maximals, excuse me. Um, awesome. I love. I'm going to say, I think primals would have been a cooler name. <laughs> I don't know why I keep calling them that, but. Because well, it's Optimus awesome primal. primal. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, we meet them. It's a. I, I like the reveal here. We saw this in the trailer, obviously, but I think that Optimus Primal is cool. Ron Perlman does a great job with the voice here. Optimus Primal is a standout in this movie, like for sure. Definitely. I was very impressed with pretty much everything to do about him. And it's transformation scene we see later. I'm like, you nailed his look. And when I'm they get so stoked big. on it. Uh, I thought this movie was going to be just based on like the, the initial concept of it and those first sort of teases. 
I thought this was going to be a lot more of, um, like the way in Infinity War when the Avengers and the Guardians kind of meet up. Are you a bad guy? Are you a bad guy? Are you a... Maybe they fight for a bit. Maybe they don't trust each other. And they go, oh, shit, we're actually on the same side. We're trying to stop the same person. I thought that we were going to get, like, butting of heads. Transformers and the Maximals are going after. And then they realize, oh, shit, actually, we're both trying to stop Unicron. I thought that's what was going to happen in this movie. And I would have enjoyed seeing, like, that Civil War sort of fight go down between the Maximals and the... Uh... Yeah. But hard to do, though, when the leader of the Maximals... It was such a fanboy of Optimus Prime that he took his name. I love that, though. I mean, it's it's been something <laughs> right. that's been hilarious for decades at this point. But I do like that line of just like, I was named after you. Yeah. Like, you are, you're the great Cybertronian warrior. You're not acting like it right now. Like, yeah. All that stuff. I was like, this is making Primal a pretty stuff dope character. Stuff was good. Nick, what would you guess? So there's Autobots and Decepticons, right? There's the Maximals. Who do they fight against? Who do they fight against? Mm-hmm. Uh, the Minimals? Terracons? Predacons. Oh, Predacons. oh. Predators. Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. That's cool. I like that's that. That's pretty cool, actually. Uh, either way, Minimal is very good. <laughs> uh, either way, Ron Pullman, great job here. Optimus Primal. I, I enjoy these sequences where he's kind of touring us around and being like, hey, we've been living at one with, with the humans. We believe in them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What uh, have they got on their robot? They got like hide on their skin. They got a little fur. A little fur. You it see might a little have been Cheetor that had like, yeah, a little like. I mean, it was a lot Primal, of them. Yeah. Like, Primal has even, like little furry shoulders. Primal like has Italian. like shoulders that look like they're uh, covered in. They, it looks like they're covered in leather hide. And then even, I think, Razor Fist. No, Terror Razor. Razor. Air Razor. Air Razor had <laughs> like feathers, feathers and stuff yeah. along with all the tech stuff. Yeah. This is, I mean, you know, in the same way that the Michael Bay movies like just metal in a blender, um, <laughs> the original more boxy 80s Transformers that like this is Bumblebee and this are kind of like a middle ground of, right? Um, the Beast Wars, in the original Beast Wars, they were straight up turned into animals. Like, it was a big rat, but <laughs> it was a rat, you know, and like Cheetor, when he was a cheetah, it was a cheetah. Um, and then as the show went on, they they added the, the trans metals eventually, uh, which was like more the style of this where it's like, so cool. Like hybrid, like Yay. organic stuff with the tech shit. Like lizards. Scaly the Predacons were a oh, lot of okay. those guys, yeah. Megatron, this different Megatron, uh, that guy in Beast Wars was a, a T-Rex. Uh, Noah has a moment here, of course, when all hell's breaking loose, where he's like, I'm going to just destroy this key, and Optimus begs him not to. He's like, it's our only way home, and Noah's like, all right, but then we got to be cool. You can't be throwing fucking attitude cool, toward man. me the rest of the time, bro. I would have loved like, to see bad. what would have happened had he destroyed it. Like, what would Optimus have done in that moment? I mean, the movie would have been You little shit! Like, fucking <laughs> squishes <laughs> him. <laughs> and just throws him into space. <laughs> uh, the uh, bad guys end up making away with Key. They go to their world machine that Unicron somehow miraculously forms around them. Uh, even though he's Unicron, Unicron is presumably across the galaxy with some sort of communication device given to them by the Transwarp Key. Uh, they form they, this they thing. showed it a couple times throughout the movie that like he can communicate to them wherever they are, and it looks like they're with. They're them, there, yeah. You know? Saw that, love that. Mm. Um, they do cut. They cut away, and Scourge is like in a, you know, he's being tortured in a just a warehouse someplace. Yeah. But the key, I guess, forms this big structure that is this world machine that will bring that will open up the portal, the black hole into the space to bring Unicron in. Um, I will never tire of the visual of. We come to like the black holes here, and then you come to the other side of it, and you see the big thing coming through it. That's always cool. I'll always pop for that. We've seen it in the Avengers. We saw it in Star Trek. We, we'll we'll see it. Seen it in Transformers multiple times. We have when, seen it in Transformers. When we see that initial look at the planet eating the other planet, like right, I guess like maybe the first ten minutes of the movie or whatever, um, 
I immediately thought like, man, we're getting a twisted metal movie and a and a goddamn Gran Turismo movie. Why is there not a Destiny movie, Joe? Like, mm. it is the perfect franchise <laughs> to have. it is so fucking convoluted. I mean, <laughs> so is a lot of us. I, also, I just don't know? think you can have audience members spend that much time in the menus. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, for that one. <laughs> Come on, bro. Uh, anyway, so we're like, oh, all hope is lost. Oh, it, it, this, we're screwed here. But then, and, but they're like, no, but this machine can actually be stopped because it's a machine that has a countdown and all this stuff. And like, Elena, but we don't have a code for it. FYI. And Elena's like, I have a code for it. I've deciphered amongst all my research these two random symbols that we assume go together just like that, not the opposite way. FYI, they have to go together just like this. Yeah. And that is going to be with the thing that stops the key and, and kills all this stuff. Um, but oh my god, one problem though. How do we get to it's it? It's so small. It's like so the, small. Small little entrance. What are we small do? little entrance. <laughs> what do we do? Luckily, we've got two humans that'll go and do this while we run interference. So that is exactly what happens as they go down and they start fighting. Not the motorcycle. What's that? Not RC. No, the motorcycle can't can zip through that. I mean, they, they have to lean down a little bit, and there's no way the motorcycle that sits roughly three feet off the ground could ever possibly get yeah. that and do any of the stuff. Uh, nor could she interface with the Cybertronian technology any better than the human who is seeing this for the absolute first time. But of course, we have to she give our humans something to do. I mean, she can't possibly have hands. No possible. Impossible. Uh, so this all pops off. Um, <laughs> we do get the, the one hype moment. Oh, I should also mention that they brought Bumblebee's body all the way across the world to Peru. Um, <laughs> they did. Yeah. They're Instead of leaving him. I mean, whatever. Make sure let's 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 keep that dead weight with us the entire time. Let's put him on a bed of raw energon that we have established. They have so we need much room in that giant airplane. Really but again, can. like yeah, like can you imagine any sort of air traffic control? Just like you have an unidentified plane over these, you know, over like a no-fly zone or like. Nothing like that. Just the... You have to imagine they have the technology to evade radar, right? This isn't just like a stealth ship. This is the biggest plane you've ever seen in your life. Yeah, but their technology transformed. Their technology. You're missing that part, Andy. <laughs> You're right. Um, You're right. They're the past and the future. You're right. <laughs> Forget everything you know, X-Men. So the final battle starts, and we get a moment that I assume every Beast Wars fan has will, will pop off for. It, it was nothing for me, but it goes... I, I can't remember the words. Yeah, no, no, I'm here. But as they're running down to the final battle, to battle Scourge and all the little spider monsters, he says, Optimus Primal says, Maximals, maximize. And they fucking transform. And then we get the portal scene lineup of all the Autobots and the Maximals next to each other. And they take turns going Optimus and Optimal, or op, op, Prime and Primal go Autobots, Maximals. And then together go roll, roll out. out. And they all jump down. And I'm like, Holy shit. <laughs> but here's the thing. As me and the audience, Tim, I go, there's about seven of them. Yeah. They're <laughs> like, not that big. <laughs> like, because I, I immediately had the same sort of, uh, I made the same sort of visual connection of the portal sequence where there's a much bigger army fighting, and, uh, you know, but it was just very, very kind of like Autobots, Maximals, roll out. And yeah, I think there's six, seven. Oh, I, I kind of ate back there. It's just... It felt kind of underwhelming in a way. It's like, you know what it is? It's like when you walk in to the restaurant to get the table and they go, how many people do you have? And you have to go like, one. But in this one, you just go, 
We have eight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're aware. <laughs> exactly who's here. Um, anyway, this sequence is pretty fun. I mean, there's lots of stuff happening here. It's, it's well choreographed. Yeah. Of course, Lena and... Uh, and it's uh, action you can see. I, again, action going back see. to the direction, this is not Michael Bay bullshit. This is cameras following. We see a fight. It moves on to the next. Like, really well done. The the transformations and, like, back and forths, I thought they did a, a pretty good job with. And seeing the Maximals, like, seeing Optimus Primal in robot form, like, he looked awesome. Them using their weapons and stuff, like, this is pretty damn cool. Uh, meanwhile, Mirage has made, by the way, I should say, a, uh, has made a promise to Noah's little brother that he'll keep him alive and has soldered the radio that can somehow get over to Brooklyn from Peru. And the it's little brothers, important. the brothers just, uh, I mean, you have to imagine you can amplify it or whatever, but the little brothers just keeping track of this whole thing as this dark cloud of the sky is coming. And uh, he's like, I don't, don't let my brother die. And I'm like, ah, I don't want to keep cutting back to this kid, but we do. We keep yeah. cutting back to him. One of the has- 90s references I liked is they don't use their names over the radio. They call each other Sonic and Tails. And then when Mirage joins, he's Knuckles. That's tight. That's pretty funny. I didn't even hear that. That's funny. Um, Of course, they end up fighting on the bridge. Mirage has to sacrifice himself for Noah, and 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 he's like, "Sorry, man, I gotta die." Fucking hated this. As Elena's making her way over, it has to climb up to the the little the little control mechanism. Well, first of all, I just really, really disliked, and and it reminded me of in Fast Ten, where John Cena's driving in the car with Dom's son, and then up drives. Jason Momoa and just like grabs him. I really hated how um, Mirage looks into the tunnel that only two humans can fit inside. Nothing else can fit in this tunnel, by the way. Couldn't possibly fit. No, not in a this weird tunnel that doesn't need to exist. But it, definitely not a motorcycle. But that also has grates to the outside. Every yeah, it has grates to the outside for ventilation, Joe, and for flooding and bugs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and the uh, and Mirage goes quick. He's like he gets knocked down. He looked down to the grate and he goes uh, oh, perfectly on. The hey, grade. quick. Run through, you got to keep on going. And they're like, all right. And the grate immediately gets broken off and they fucking grab, uh, what's Noah. his face? Noah. And it, it just felt like, ah, come on. That's so cheap, dude. And another thing I wanted to bring up that I didn't like flashback to them preparing for this whole battle. And Elena going, you're just like him. Like who? Optimus. <laughs> like, there was a dude behind me that just went, <laughs> <laughs> like it was such a like again i i was not a huge fan of the of of her acting and this line just didn't help her cause at all so like you are not a serious character like you're just like him like who optimus what do you mean he's you know deep down i know he's hurting inside like it just felt so stupid <laughs> i hated it i hated it bad uh, either way, Mirage dies here, um, and then uh, Anthony Ramos is like, I'm so sorry, little brother. I'm, this time we're failing. He's like, we don't fail. But he's like, well, I'm fucking pinned underneath a, ton, a three-ton uh, dead robot, and the sky is, is pretty, it's getting pretty dark out there, so we're going to fail. And he's uh, like, you're stronger than me, and he tells his little brother that, and his little brother's like, no, you're just as strong as me. It was like, I'm like Wait, what's happening? I didn't feel like any of that was... None, none of that really hit emotionally for yeah. me. Uh, but of course, Mirage is not dead. Mirage is like, hey, man, I'm still alive, but you're going to you're gonna have to take the wheel from now on and forms an Iron Man exosuit around him. Um, and the face in the suit looks just... That was the one piece of CG that I was like, oof, that is rough. When he... Yeah, when it starts going around his hand, I was like... Yeah. Um, That's it. <laughs> but... Um, He's like, uh, hey, Scourge, I, I'm here. And you're like, there's no way. Optimus Prime can't beat this guy. And you're a little human with an exosuit. There's no way it's going to happen here. Uh, but Tim, correct me if I'm wrong. Is this, this is a little bit of an homage to like the, the cartoon where the, the humans had the exosuit. Exactly. Right? Yeah. yeah. Like in, in the 86 movie, Daniel ends up 
coming in in a very similar colored exosuit yeah. that we see in this, and he, it transforms and like does a bunch of shit, which is cool. Cool little um, helmet. I just I was like, man, Mega Man movie would be cool. Hell yeah. <laughs> they fight. He just really wants video game movies. <laughs> Uh, of course, uh, Elaine is trying to figure out and decipher the code and all the stuff, and she's trying to shut the thing down. Scourge, of course, gets in their way, and it's a show off a showdown between Optimus Prime, uh, Noah, and Scourge. And you're thinking, okay, here it is. He's going to have some sort of thing that he learned along the way to beat Scourge. And no, they just kind of beat his ass and push him into the lava and and and, and destroy him, but not before ripping off the badge. Oh, I missed the hype part though. That's all. We're in the middle of the fight, and everyone's surrounded, and everything's going to be fucking terrible. The world machine pops up, and what do we get? A massive blast of energy that goes around the world and makes all the energon glow and start piping energy into um, any dead Autobot that might be hanging out. And, of course, maybe laying on the wrong. On yeah. a, a stone, a bed made of ener uh, energon. And, uh, man, let me tell you, then he gets in the old, the old plane whose name I don't care about because as the, <laughs> we get the shot, we get the Iron Man shot of the doors opening and revealing the character as L cool J song starts popping off and it's a call it a comeback and he fucking jumps out and man, it's so good. This, this whole portion of this movie, I'm like, this was worth sitting in this movie. Nick, I need to tell you his name's stratosphere. Stratosphere. Okay. Uh, thank you. Yeah, um, that's like kind of cool. It is kind of cool. Uh, yeah, this people always get at me of like, man, what do you think? Like, how do you like these movies and not like these movies? And what do you expect? It's just dumb fun and all this stuff. Like, we expect this. You this know what I mean? What like, we, expect. We, we expect like these moments. Uh, I wish there was more buildup for it to be good. I wish there was like things of like, oh, fuck yeah. And then it would put it in an echelon of like actually good movies. But it's like watching this, everyone in the theater, when the Energon like lit up, we all saw it coming. Oh, yeah. But all of us were like, let's go. <laughs> okay. You know? And then they delivered with an exciting scene of him jumping out with the music playing and it, the fight was cool and the choreography was cool. Like they delivered on this scene. And I, I was so stoked to see it, even though. It was dumb as hell. The fact that Bumblebee died in this movie and is back in this movie, it's like, whew, okay. Like, imagine if it had been Mirage dying earlier. He was the only Autobot we had in this movie alongside of the Maximals, and then he comes back to help save the day at the very end of it. That would have been a little bit anything would worth, have been more worthwhile. Anyway, he comes in. It's a great sequence. It's one of those sequences that I might rewatch later when it's on YouTube. Like, Just this is going to be a moment. Yeah. Because yeah. it was cool. It was very well done. Uh, anyway. Uh, they beat Scourge, and they end up turning off the thing as Unicron's coming through, it cresting <laughs> through the massive oh. hole, and uh, it, it kind of oh. cuts him off God. a little bit. <laughs> and then they win, and everything explodes. But he's but but Optimus Prime's like I'm getting sucked back into the black hole, and he's like, "No, you're not." And he grabs and and Noah grabs his axe and, and holds it looks onto it. So stupid! It's so stupid. This tiny little guy holding on to a fucking robot truck. It's so dumb. And then um, his jet boosters go on, and he's like. Well, we go on, we go on. Yeah, <laughs> whatever, whatever he said. <laughs> it, I think, I, to be fair, I think it was like the Marine slogan that he says here. It's uh, like, all for one, one for all. That's the three messages. Oh, no, no, no. Till all are one. Till all are one. What is what, that? It's Transformers. Transformers. Like, that's, okay. That's the, the, the Matrix of Leadership thing. Till all, all are like, one. Till yes. all are one. Till all are one. And like, all the, them saying all the things. So I was like, God, you're making it real hard for me to hate this movie. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> For the pop of that, he saves Optimus Prime, and Optimus Prime puts him on his back. And, the, and as Optimus Prime is, is going away from the massive explosion, uh, Danny's on his back with his little jetpack, like pushing him a little bit. Weird, whatever, dude. It's stupid as hell. But this is one of those moments. I'm like, this is a cartoon. Danny, not Danny. This is a Noah. cartoon, and I'm I'm enjoying the hell out of this. The big explosion, Prime in truck form with Daniel. Not it's not Daniel. No. Yeah. Why do we keep saying Daniel? Because Daniel's the kid in the, the 80s movie, movie in Got the it. exosuit. But Thank you. um driving off and the arrival to earth theme from the 2007 music which is movie which is essentially optimus's themes playing and i'm like this is just fucking awesome but it looks so stupid <laughs> like so the nice. cg of it like the, the truck just like bouncing back and forth i'm like 
it looks like a video game cutscene. I, I did like the momentum of Bumblebee coming in to be the person to like bring Optimus tides. back. Yeah, because yeah, it's, it's like this human with an exosuit was not strong enough to pull him away from this vortex. The woman becomes, pulls him down, and then that's like the strength that they needed. And sort of like the transformation of going into truck form before he lands it. Like, I, that looked really cool visually to me. Uh, so he's like, hey, man, look, Unicron, probably not dead. He's probably coming back. So we got, a, we got an important ally now, which is the humans. And we're like homies with you guys. And we're stuck here. So we have to make the best of the situation. And then you and see no, out coming, out crawling from a gutter, a sewer. Fucking rat trap. Hey, what I fucking miss? <laughs> it was a pizza. <laughs> Had a lot of radio traffic. Couldn't, couldn't, didn't know who anyone was. We're not using the real names. Uh, uh, then, of course, we get to, uh, everything's great. Uh, Noah applies for a security job. We cut back over to him. And you're like, this is a weird spot. What's going on? And we get the guy from House of Cards in it who's always just a creepy actor. But you're like, is this a good... He plays the, is this a good guy or a bad guy? Oh, by the way, Elena so on CNN or something? Right. Barbara she's discovered, Walters. Yeah. She's discovered this Old massive uh, new temple in Peru, and she's uh, she's famous now for it. Uh, and then we go over, we cut over, and the guy's like, knows everything about him. He's like, hey, man, you saved the world. He's like, who are you? What's going on? What organization? I work for a secret government organization. I tell you I was in Peru. Yeah, love it. Work for a secret government organization who protects the world. We protect the world. And I'm thinking... Right on. It's going to be John Turturro's people or Sector whatever. Seven, yeah, yeah. Sector 7, right? Oh, this is a good, good, cool little nod of Sector 7. He goes, and he goes, look, man, first off, at this point, I'd be like, well, yeah, I'm hired. I'm taking this job because you guys are next level shit. If the door opens. We see the cool tech behind them. This guy, you know, Noah still needs a job, still has to pay rent. I'd have been like, I'm in. But he's like, I'll but play. But then he's cool. like, oh, we're going to cover all of your health care for your brother. brother. That's how that all Great moment. Emotional moment. We're like, he felt that with the actress. He goes, okay, well, if you change your mind, hands him a card. He goes, you know where to find us. Turns the card over. What does he see? G.I. Joe. G.I. Joe, baby. What a fun surprise. <laughs> what a holy shit moment. We haven't seen this type of thing in a, in a movie in a while. A yeah. genuine didn't see that coming. A couple weeks ago, we saw Fast 10. I told you there's a moment I thought Optimus Prime was going to connect. <laughs> right. Here we are. Connecting random movie franchises or whatever. There's always been connections between G.I. Joe and Transformers dating back to the 80s. Um, so they're committing to it now, I guess. The funniest thing about this, though, is as cool and exciting as it is i'm like this is not what i want i don't want more human characters in a transformers nope, movie i do not. not want you look at the past couple gi joe movies admittedly i haven't seen them so i don't know if they're rise of cobra was said. interesting and i didn't watch the storm shadow one yeah and then there's uh snake eyes that came out that's what i was talking about oh, storm yeah i'm sorry not storm shadow snake eyes i didn't I, watch that one i don't fucking know but uh this is what i want <laughs> but it was an exciting moment well when you think back to like the, what, what is your favorite transformers movie if you had to think about it, like, did well, you like? Well, did you like the Transformers movie that was uh, the eighties? Yes, yeah, very much. The power of that movie was that it was about the Transformers, and the humans were just sort of like a way for the audience to identify with something That's on it. screen and take us through the journey of this stuff. They need to get back to that, man. Mm. They got to get back to that. I, um, I I will say that, like, you know, I don't care about these franchises of GI Joe or Transformers. No Lord of the Rings. Exactly, you know it, bro. But um. Like uh, 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 that was a very cool moment, but very shocking, surprising. I was not expecting that sort of thing, but it did remind me of the way, um, the non, the way like Sony Spider Man and or Venom shoots for the moon and just says some shit, throws out <laughs> some shit, and you're like, oh, are they going to be able to follow up on this? Like Vin Diesel this, saying it's three movies. Yeah, this is yeah. the equivalent of Vin Diesel in Rome being like, it's a no, but like that has more validity because that will happen. But I'm talking about like Venom being like, oh, by the way, 
hey, that kid from Tom Holland, Tom Holland, that guy, and you're like, wait, do this, MC-? and you're expecting uh, Kevin Feige to be getting a call like, they said what? Why are you kidding me? You know, like, and that's what that this felt like very shooting for the moon sort of stuff. That if four years from now there's a new Transformers movie that comes out that has nothing to do with GI Joe, I would not like Morbius. Where I wouldn't like, be surprised. Oh, a poster or whatever. Yeah, movie. yeah, like the Morbius sort of thing with. Hey, I heard Peter Parker's, but you know, what's up with that Spider Man guy? That's what this sort of felt like. So if we see a Transformers movie in the future come out with no ties to G.I. Joe, I won't be shocked. It's, 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 remember when they were talking about a while back, where it's like Men in Black and 21 Jump Street are going to cross over. You're like, how the hell are they going to make that work? That seems almost like a better idea than this. The thing that, like, there's precedent like for it. this. There's the, sure, the so comics, many comic lines that's pretty sure. damn good. Like, there's a lot of connections and stuff that is interesting. They could do it. I just, with where we're at, I don't know. If they, they will not do it well. I think it will happen. But I, I think okay. I think it'll 100 percent happen. But the problem is they're going to run into the same criticism that we're having. It's like I love GI Joe. I, what G. universes Joe, are these? In a GI Joe movie where where the humans are the, the 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 heroes and Cobra is the bad guy and and we we set the world and the boundaries and the laws and the rules of this world where it's just humans with tech that makes sense. But the second you introduce a Transformer, a second Optimus Prime's in this, I'm like, no disrespect, Duke. I don't give a fuck about you. I care about the Transformers because they're cooler and bigger and more powerful. It's just a, it's an escalation thing when it comes dude. to drama. But is <laughs> Cobra somehow going to be a Decepticon? Yeah, but then it's like, but then it's just Transformers. What the hell do I need the GI Joes in there for? All, all I'm saying is like you have to be careful with the, the, the stakes in your in your movie and the tension. And by in, introducing these bigger elements into it, it's going to be so hard for them to balance that. It's just going to all the GI Joe stuff I'm calling it right now is just going to fall so flat. It does also juxtapose with the with the Autobots. It does also feel like a way to. Maybe re-legitimize GI Joe's as a GI Joe as a movie franchise to get back to that in a way that people maybe care about more. I'm sorry. Oh, you better watch your fucking mouth. Okay, are you are you talking shit about Channing Tatum and The Rock in GI Joe? The Rock was in one, dude. Yes, Andy, bro. Like, not only was he in it, it it's some weird shit that I don't have the facts on this, and I haven't seen these movies. But yeah. GI Joe two, Channing Tatum was the like lead in one. Channing Tatum was a lead yeah. in one. He played Duke, I believe. Right? I, I don't know. But I then, think he was Duke. But then in two, they like shot the movie and then something happened and then they reshot the movie with The Rock. Yeah. <laughs> and they so killed the Channing Tatum in yeah. the beginning. Like, like the very, be- like the first five. So there, there are two cuts of this movie that exist that people could watch. I'll release those cuts. <laughs> it's, yeah, I forgot. It's, it's, well, I think, they right now. I think they're both out. But I, I got to figure out. It's, it's the other character. There was Duke and there was a, not, not Falcon, um, Hawk, I want to say. Is there a Joe? Did you say Joe? No, Joe. They're all Joes. <laughs> they go, go Joe. Yo, yo Joe. Um, Tiger Hawk. You're talking about. <laughs> I'll look it up later. But yeah, I mean, the it was fantastic. I actually think the second one was way worse than the first one. The first one's terrible. I want to see Snake Eyes. But the G.I. Joe franchise is absolutely ridiculous. It's yeah. ridiculous. Um, look at this one. Yeah, Rise of Cobra. And then we get the mid-credit sequence where. Roadblock? Was he fucking Roadblock? He was oh, I missed roadblock. this. That's right. This is where I left. I texted so much back. I was mm-hmm. like, hey, I left right when uh, home, Homie uh, found out he was joining G.I. Joe. Um, you didn't miss anything after that. G.I. Joe Retaliation mm-hmm. was the second movie. Oh, what's his Roadblock? It was one thing. No, Roadblock's G.I. Joe. But there was there is oh. a post-credit scene, though. Uh, a mid-credit scene. Which is hilarious because they were like, I guess I think they already had the character of, of it doesn't matter. Uh, we'll get away from the G.I. Joes. We have the mid-credit sequence where uh, it's him and the guy that helped him steal the car originally, the guy that eats the red vines, which makes me want to eat red vines. Um, oh, and he's working on this. He's working on this terrible Porsche. It looks terrible. And he's like, bro, that thing's never going to run. He's like, really? I'll bet you whatever that it does run. And of course, this Mirage comes back to life. And he's like, I'm ready to rock and roll. 
And that I'll was Pete it. Davidson. I'm Pete Davidson. <laughs> hey, I'm back, baby. Here's some shit. Yeah. Oh no, he said he had a couple lines where he was he was quoting lines from like mid '90s hip hop, or where he was like he didn't say don't call it a comeback, but he said something else. I was Something like, along those I was lines. Like, Let's cut that out. Line. <laughs> yeah. And that's it. Transformers. That was Rise it. of the Beasts. Ragu. Bagu. I'm really excited to run y'all through our ragu bagu. Oh shit. Or Transformers. <laughs> all right. You Are met, they all called weird things. Here's the biggest thing, Tim. Mm-hmm. You could quiz me. Mm-hmm. This is the bad guy that's ranked number three. What mm-hmm. movie is this bad guy from? Yep. I would not be able to tell you, bro. <laughs> yep. Yep. I, I could name that many. That's my job here. Okay. I could help you guys. Thank okay. You. But something tells me when I read you the list, it's gonna spark your memory. All right. Coming in number one, we have Unicorn. <laughs> <laughs> Unicorn, um, of course, from the 1986 animated film. Oh. And number two, we have Michael Bay, oh. <laughs> Shatter, and Dropkick. Gonna be honest, I don't know what that one is. I'm Darker the Moon, maybe? Last night? Dropkick. Oh, you know what? That, so that that's Bumblebee, but Michael Bay wasn't involved in that. Nick might have just been being an asshole and added Michael Bay just because he wanted to talk shit. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Uh, number three is just Michael Bay. <laughs> um, number four is Lockdown, Dr. Fraser Crane, and Michael Bay. <laughs> number five is Sentiment Prime. Again, it gets it. You know the law. Mm-hmm. It goes down on the thing. That yeah. is what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's Sentinel that's, Prime. Yeah. Okay. Uh, McDreamy. Oh yeah. And Michael Bay. From Dark of the Moon. Ah. Um, coming in number six, Michael Bay. Making another return <laughs> appearance. Um, but a different Michael Bay than the number two Michael Bay. Mm-hmm. And at okay. number seven. It's a different timeline, Joe. Yeah. yeah. At number different seven. Multiverse. We have Michael Bay and The Fallen. <laughs> which is my personal favorite entry on this list. I do love that uh, in seven entries here, Megatron not named once. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Michaelverse, you know? Yeah. <laughs> multi- yeah. Multi-Michaelverse. So, so where do we want to put... Unicron slash Scourge, Scourge and the Terracons. I'd say pretty high, yeah. honestly. Like, yeah. I'd go over the uh, second version of Michael Bay. But that's still kind of low, isn't it? I yeah, mean, I put it at number three. You go number three? Oh, the first so you, you think the iteration. Bumblebee bad guys are better? Because I don't. I think that this is number two. I don't think it's as good as Unicron in the 80s movie, but I do think that Shatter and Dropkick were so whatever in Bumblebee, yeah. and it should have been Starscream, and it wasn't. So, mm. oh, I mean, right. the thing is, is I mean, Scourge was great. I, I I don't know. I thought he was okay. Like I I didn't really. I I wish that there was more of a care. I wish we had maybe more time with him because at times he did feel like it would have been cool to kind of sympathize with him more of him getting, uh, you know, Unicron making him feel like a little jackass every once in a while. I just don't feel like there was enough there for me to really be like, that's a cool ass bad guy. Aside from the pulling the logos off, which the logos thing is cool. That's kind of to me that alone puts it pretty high. Yeah, and I'm the fact that it's cool. a planet that right. eats other planets. Come on, cool. man. I'm man, still I'm still gonna two. put him in number three, even though it doesn't matter. I'll put him in number two. All right, what are we what are we putting down here? Uh, you get to decide. sounds like number two. No, but what what words am I writing down? And uni- unicorn. And Michael Bay, because let's be honest, Michael Bay still his his presence still felt. Or do we put Elena? And has fucked everything. <laughs> is she the real villain of this? I'm putting Anna Elena too. Anna Elena's <laughs> character. If Michael everything. Bay was here, I feel like I would have enjoyed it more. I'll say that. 
Man, I gotta go back and watch G.I. Joe Rise of Cobra. You don't. This movie slap. <laughs> I promise you, Nick. I promise you that one day we will do G.I. Joe. I can't. I can't we better no do Hobbit if we're doing G.I. Joe interviews. Do you wanna do Hobbit? You're the reason we didn't do Hobbit. I'm watching I, Hobbit right now. I wanna rewatch. I, I think we should do the Hobbit because it'll be good <laughs> uh, content to make fun of. One day. Because, like, we have a busy summer. Because, look, like, honestly, that's what I'm missing about this. I wish this movie was god awful and terrible because I feel like we would have had a lot more fun making fun of all the bad stuff. And, like, it's just we're doing our audience a disservice by watching movies that, like, you know, you could, you can give or take everyone. Yeah, sure, it's fine. It's not too bad. I wish this was, like, god awful so that we could laugh at all the terrible things. And there just wasn't enough terrible stuff here. That's fair. But let me just explain this to you. Sure. Uh, uh, Dennis Quaid plays General Hawk. We got Channing Tatum as Duke. And Marlon Wayans as Ripcord oh, in G.I. Joe. Is Ripcord a Cobra. Transformer? No, these are all G.I. Joes. Oh. So... No How dare you? Watch Rip Cord sounds like a Transformer. They're all the same. At the end of the day, whether it's G.I. Joe or Transformers, they're toys. We're just talking about toys with cool fucking names. Yeah. We have Tigatron and Air Razor and Ripcord all next to each other just hanging out, banged against though. each other. What's up, Kev? Because oh. I could see a universe where the G.I. Joe are like Transformerized. Yeah. I think and, that's like, what rip- we're going to get. I, well, <laughs> and Ripcord's just like a parachute. Stories, <laughs> they kind of do a thing where a G.I. Joe teams up with a Transformer. Oh, okay. So they're kind of like partnered mm-hmm. in, gotcha. in ways. Um, I mean, isn't that basically Doomy? Josh Dumel wasn't he basically a GI Joe? Basically, yeah. yeah. And, and, and weren't all those scenes super excited in those movies? Where miss, we I miss Josh shit Dumel. about anything that Doomy. was going on there. Josh Dumel did not know what movies he was in. Man, he was just like, I want to play this super serious. It's Josh <laughs> Dumel cared about one thing, one thing only. Looking How does good. my hair look? Yeah, it looks so, <laughs> and it looks so. <laughs> he looks incredible all the time. It's time to rank the Transformers movies. Currently at number one, we have Bumblebee. Number two, Transformers from 1986, the animated classic. Number three, Dark of the Moon, the third Bay movie. Dark of number the four, Moon. Number four, Transformers 2007. Uh, number five, Age of Extinction, uh, which was the fifth. Number, sorry, the fourth. Uh, number six, Revenge of the Fallen, which was the second. And number seven, The Last Night, which was the fifth. Can I start the bit? You may start, Nick. I'm going to start this at five. I'm going to put it right underneath. The, the Shia LaBeouf classic 2007 Transformers, right? Is I that... could not agree with you more, Nick. I... Wait. Um, yes. No, yeah. You're, yeah. you're correct there. You're yes. correct there, yeah. Um, and I'll say that because that was in that movie, I remember the character dynamics between Megan Fox and Shia LaBeouf, the, the Boofinator. Mm-hmm. And, I, that's and the parents were great. Memorable. The parents are great. We had some interesting Stop moments with him, you know? um, Optimus Prime stepping on the flowers and all that stuff. That movie was at least fun, albeit... Horrible yeah. in moments and just a just a hot mess, but but it was fun and they were trying to do something sort of like that. And I think this movie doesn't quite hit that fun factor and memorabilia factor, mem- mem- memory factor. But you get what I'm saying. Mem- uh, memorable, memorable factor, factor not memorabilia. <laughs> I I definitely put this at number five as well. I think Transformers with Shia, with the Boof in the 2007 boof. was very much a product of its time. It reminds me of watching an X Men movie back then. This is sort of the proto superhero movie and transformers is kind of like we don't quite know how to make these really really great yet but we promise we'll get there one day and they unfortunately never did um but i think that there is still somewhat like of a magic there it the first time you're seeing these things every once in a while i see these twitter threads of like remember the first time we saw this transformer on screen come on like these reveals were really badass and the cg holds up extremely well i would put this at number five because this just doesn't have again 
it, uh, Age of Extinction, Revenge of the Fallen, Last Night, those are all movies that are like god awful. I'm pretty sure I didn't like Part Three either. I think these are all or rank number three, Dark of the Dark, Moon. Dark of the Moon. I feel like I didn't like any, moments of it. I feel like I didn't love anything past number one, right? Uh, but yeah, this movie just unfortunately doesn't do anything too special. Here's the thing. What's the thing? I wasn't on all of these, any of these. Sure. Um, but somewhere between Age of Extinction, Revenge of the Fallen, and Last Night, I really didn't like one of them enough to the, that like I didn't night. watch another one of them. Yeah, the Age of Extinction <laughs> is that moment for oh, most yeah. people. They're okay. like, fuck this movie, and then they didn't watch Last Night. Oh, that's yeah. right, because Joey had such a confused face when I told her how in The Last Night, Stanley Tucci... Was in the other Merlin. Transformers movies, yeah. and then in the last night he's playing Merlin, and you're like, "Wait, why is Stanley Tucci back as a different character playing Merlin?" Yeah. But it turns out he was a descendant of Merlin. <laughs> <laughs> Total, all true, yeah. all true. This is one of those moments where it's like, Andy could be fucking me, and I have no is idea. That before or after the Nazis? Oh, it's before they fight the Nazis. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. this is like medieval dragons time when dragons oh, I, existed. I mean, I Same movie though. Up, yeah. Same movie. Yeah. Movie. Yeah. Right. So yeah, I'm gonna put this at five because I don't even. <laughs> I don't even want to attempt to d untangle five, yeah. six, and seven. It's smart. Yeah. Yeah, you know, going into this, uh, it, director of Creed 2, follow-up to Bumblebee. It's in the 90s. We're actually getting Prime. We're getting the squad. I was like, I am very hopeful for this movie. I didn't think it was going to be better than Bumblebee. I was hopeful that it would. Um, I was hoping it would be top three. It is not. Um, but I am more shocked than anything that people have been asking me, is it better or worse than the Michael Bay movies? I would have never in a million years believed it's right smack dab in the middle. You guys are spot on the goddamn money. It is number five with a bullet. It is not as good as 2007 or Dark of the Moon uh, in pretty much any way. And that's a very sad thing to say about a Transformers movie in 2023 following up Bumblebee. But yeah, lock it in. It's number five, baby. Uh, but it is so much better. So much better than The Last Night and Age of Extinction and the majority of Revenge of the Fallen besides the forest fight. And, and you, get, you get into those, that sort of spot where you're like, those movies are so bad that they were like, they made you laugh at how bad they were. Like, I, I remember cackling because for years I had heard Nick make this. Oh, my the God, wires. I think I just sound Transformer. Oh, okay. And I'd heard that line so much throughout working here at Kind of Funny that I never knew it was actually in the movie. I thought it was Nick just doing a, hey, I'm Mark Wahlberg, and we're here doing an interview, and we're talking about Transformers. So when I heard Mark, Al Mark Wahlberg utter the line, oh, my God, I think that's a Transformer, <laughs> I fucking laughed so hard. And, like, those movies have a lot of moments of, this is so terrible that just I'm... Just that one. Just Age of Extinction. Uh, I don't know, man. Last night. Name one thing that's like that in Last Night. Well, like, but moments that are so bad that you laugh at, like, this is terrible. Like, I couldn't even do that in this movie. I'm with you there. Because nothing is, like, that bad. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, what was his name? I'm trying to find his name before we leave in Age of Extinction. Oh. Cade something, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cade Just Jaeger. Cade Jaeger. <laughs> 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 the name alone. That, everybody, let us know what you think about Transformers Rise uh. of the Beast in the comments below. Remember, in just a few short days, we will be ranking, reviewing, and recapping The Flash as part of our DCU on the farewell tour to the DCEU. Um, still have three movies left but hey we're we're ending this thing soon um but until next time kind of funny roll out let's go